Hello, 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 indeed. You're listening to The Rewind. The one, the only B-tenacity. And all my skin is not the greatest. I've got the girl with the golden voice. Right by my side. Hello, Bongani, I'm not right by your side. I'm right by your side <laughs> virtually. In spirit. In spirit. Hi, Bongani Masaka. How are you doing? Of course, yes, I was fun to go show what you feel. Umoya or Hambilla Pizzle and Pizza. It's a good Wednesday. We're back at it week after week. We're on it. So you know, it would be nice to be at it because the rewind is consistent. And one thing about us, we will record content. One thing about us, we will never miss a week unless somebody is really, really having and going through it. (laughs) But otherwise, we should add. Yeah, we should end happy, happily, happily, happy again um, on it as well, you know? Yes, happily, happy, beggily, beggily. The Rewind will be back here with another episode. And this is episode number? 57, you know it. Trust in it. Damn. Yo, after 100, can we like, yo, I just need to lay somewhere in a beach. By the beach. I will accept you with open arms, just so I can honestly say that you are right by my side. This yes. would also be so oh. much quicker and it would be so much nicer to actually mm. record in person. No? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Please don't make me emotional. That would How really are you be doing? Nice. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I must say I'm doing really mm. well because How's there the are... family? Okay, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's based on that. Like, um, the, uh, the thing I was experiencing at home is being removed. Uh, that was, like, disturbing me. So now I'm, like, feeling like, oh, Who's Musa. disturbing you, Punta? Yes, but I can't put it on the web. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm feeling, feeling okay. way better. I'm not as distracted. I feel like maybe um, this week is going to be like a more energized one. I'm excited because mm-hmm. the last week I was, mm-hmm. remember, I was a bit not sure. Manje, sing is on Kenangye. Near the proper um, energy. Oh. I wonder how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm just a little bit overwhelmed with work but mm-hmm. um we are grateful for work so yes. you know you've got to and i think that's just so tricky you know nowadays when you when you um uh not that you we want to complain about blessings but you just got to be careful about how and who you complain about because we're realizing now more than anything that everything is not guaranteed you True. know the only True. constant is change 
And the mm. things that you could be moaning about, the things you could be lamenting about, mm. could be taken from you in a blink of an eye. And what about when mm. you say you contract your five years? Doesn't mean after two years. Lord knows mm. what's going to happen, you know? That is so Just true. Just because you've, you've always had a family member all your life, doesn't mean they're still going to be there for the rest of your life. Your you life, know? And yeah. so we find, I'm finding quite um, recently that it's quite difficult to complain about things um, because one has to be so quick to remember that, oh, you've still got this, you know? Mm, um, mm, mm, yes, mm. We, might, we might say that complaining and stuff like that is um, maybe something that we shouldn't be doing. We should be thanking God every day for what he's given unto our lives. Mm-hmm. But um, it's only human as well. You know, at the end of the day, you, you, yeah. you certain things do annoy you, certain things do take you off. But with the times that we're living in now, it's like you don't even want to speak ill of anything that annoys you. Because, mm. you know, all of a sudden, the company is not making what it needs to be making and due to COVID and now it's closing down. And that has been a reality for a lot of people. Yes. Where they've complained about a job that they've had or they've complained about someone in their family and now... Um, that person's no longer or that job is no longer. Mm. I don't mean to be depressed, but I'm finding that I exhale a lot like a like a white woman in in Cape Town recently as I walk around the house and I walk around mm. because I can't complain out loud because I feel like um because of what I've just explained, it's it's insincere to complain out loud. So I find myself just you know, just sighing because that's all you can do. <laughs> that's, that's true. All you can do. Um, so I mean, hey, adulting is tiring, but nonetheless, I'm persevering. Such things as the podcast are in the outlet. I just mm. get to run my mouth and cross my fingers that I don't get sued half a million rand for doing so. You know. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to ask when you mentioned like work and obviously everything, nothing um, with everything being so actually not permanent. How do you, have you started like taking measures? Because I feel like that's what COVID has taught a lot of people that, you know what, whether you're an artist or an engineer or an accountant, you must have like savings. Have you started with that or is that in the works? Because... I mean, that is definitely a a very high priority. But Mm -hmm. what I'm actually realizing is that um, if like text the corner and it's a corner in full force, you know, Mm. it's out there. Like every time we think we're putting away something, um, we need to help family. And it's not that you're complaining about helping mm, family, mm, mm. but you just realize how difficult it is as a person of color to navigate the financial system and also be able to be in a position where you're enjoying what you're making, but mm. also you're helping your family as well. You know, it's a very yeah. balance to have. Uh, it's a very tricky balance to achieve. And if you are someone who's black and you are able to enjoy your money and also spend enough home that they're not even complaining, if you can buy your mama a house and a car, like the tender tabetas of this life, congrats to you. That's a great achievement. Mm. Um, But you just honestly realize that some people honestly out there, like they definitely have jobs and with this money they're making, um, they don't even have to think about saving. I was watching a YouTuber and... Uh, I mean, obviously, these people are in the States and um, mm. this girl was talking about how for her, when she got a job in high school, because she still had everything taken care of by her parents, her money literally went 
all to her. So once she moved out and started living with her fiance and they started needing to budget and all of those things, she was kind of like taken aback, like, oh my goodness, like, where is my money going? Like, Mm. I used to make so much, why did I feel like I made so much more in high school? And that's Mm. just a small example of someone who's um, got privilege where at home, you don't necessarily need to support at home once you are earning, you know? but the reality for a lot of us black individuals out here is that even if you're earning 500 rand a month, you need to be sending some money home. Whether it's 100 rand you're sending home or 350 or 400 mm. or all of it because you're still staying at home, you need to do that. And if you're, if you're a black child and you're not sending money home, um, not because they're not asking, but because um, they're not asking and you don't think there's a need to, you need to go look at yourself in the mirror and reassess yourself because trust me, even though they're not asking, I'm pretty sure your family could do with a helping hand. But if they've yeah, made it basically clear that they are fine and they're now in up are fine and they are wanna guilt on your conscience and then um well done to you. You have unlocked uh, a level in life that so many of us are dreaming of unlocking and attaining mm. and working so hard to attain. I mean, it worries me when you think about, oh, we want to be entrepreneurs. We want to be people who have our own businesses and you want to take care of yourself. And like, it's a lot of work. Like there is so much grinding we need to do for us to be able to sit comfortably and know that every month I've got this secure contract. Every month, my listenership is on this much. So therefore, he adds sense. Nanani isn't this on Ghana. Like, um, sebens, yeza. Um, sebens. Ish. Ah! It's yeah. just so hard. Oh, like, and every week. Okay, no, 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 no. Just to just close it off, I wanted to say that every week it's so hard. I feel like you know, you know how we're like, um, barking, evolving species. Like every week, I'm like, oh, Bongani, this is what I'm working on. Next week, I'm working on this. The next month, you're working on this because now you're telling me all of this, and then I would, my advice would be like, okay, then how do we work harder? But also last week or the other weeks we're talking about how we need to be kind to ourselves, how we must have grace and also like the hustle culture. But it's just like, how do you find the balance? Because this advice that works for a Caucasian person doesn't work for a black person. It's just like, oh my God, I hope I don't fall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The rewind underscore essay and send an email to the rewind essay at gmail.com. Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. Word on the street. Now it's time for word on the street, and I'm very excited to know what um <clears throat> Ding and um Cape Town has to say and London. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we have oh, but okay, London is not coming through this time, but I know London could could, you know. I just don't want us to limit ourselves, Bongani. So the question for yeah, what on the street yeah. this week is um what do you think about like sending nudes to your partner or like is it is it necessary or is it that cringe content? I thought about this because I saw a lot of people tweeting one week about like um don't ask me for nudes, just come over, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I think it's content I thoroughly enjoy. So I was just like, I wonder if other people feel the same about nudes the way I do. Um, Were people saying, don't ask me for nudes, just come over? Yes, or send me an Uber, things like that. I was like, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about nudes? Well, I mean, 
you can't deny that logic in terms of what is the purpose you are sending the nude for. Yes. Is, we send nudes to get some. So yeah, yeah, yeah. why are you sending me nudes when you can easily get some? All you need to do is Touché. get here or I need to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, why is the need to send me nudes? But I think there mm-hmm. is more than just the fact that um, you're sending me nudes just for me to get mm. some, you know? Mm-mm-mm. Um there's 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 just the whole adventure in it. I saw someone say they sent nudes to their partner whilst they're at a family um whilst they were at a family thing. Like they just sent some nudes from their camera to their partner. Yes. And just getting that excitement out and of when your partner, partner says, you know, I'm in a meeting for raising the production family reunion on your I think I think that's necessary. Like it's really nice. Or maybe ooh, like I think now you you like um like let's say we're at a at a family event and I'm even there. Like I go to the bathroom and do a sneaky little what what and then when you're just chilling, I'm like sitting across the table and then they're like <laughs> 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 You're like, you know what? Here's the time. Oh, I feel like yes, it, so, it really is for adventure. Yeah, so I think um for that sense, then they're absolutely necessary mm, as well. Mm, and mm, I mean, mm. we're not together all the time. So those times when I'm alone and I need to take care of myself, mm-hmm. it would be great to just have pictures of my mundu that I can rely Yay, on. So you're and just not like need to, um uh. <laughs> <laughs> and not need to go visit any websites or anything like that. Oh, uh, just in general. And then I'm a grand times, you know? Yes, that's true. Okay, let's hear what Mazansi has to say. Okay, um, on the the part of nudes, yeah. I love yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love receiving nudes like yours. Oh my god. My Entire week, actually, you know, because oh my I'm god, I want to take off my earphones. Because <laughs> now, um, the thing is, I don't stay with now. I want to take my love too. So I see my partner, uh, and they, you know, but when I see her, I know, I don't. Ooh, ooh, ah! Ooh. Ah! Okay, I'm cringing. Oh my god, no, guys. Yeah. We didn't say uh, We didn't say visualize your partner. We just said tell her oh my god. You know that felt that felt like Accidentally walking into someone's wet dream, and you're exactly. just like, oh, What am I doing? Yeah, and it's the worst because it's in your ears, you know. You're like, Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like all of that is being whispered to me, before. huh? <laughs> I'm saying I've never been so uncomfortable before, yes, same, <laughs> but I think, like, oh, well, he just sounded like it's just, Yeah, I just want them, not long distance or whatever, but like, please. Just send the nudes. And I was just like, hey. Whew, that's well, you see, that's the thing mm-hmm. is, is that what, what he's saying, what I like about what he's saying is that it's a nice build up to when you're going to see your partner. You know, like if, uh, if you know that 
we're about to we're gonna see each other today and this is Oshanga Nango 12 and mm. you send me a risque picture 10 I would be like what <laughs> get here now you know mm. um and as the hour goes you're sending more I think that's quite exciting whether we're gonna do the deed or not whether we're gonna have sex or not have sex mm-hmm. but the way I said do the deed Osi always says I'm I'm like a dad I'm like and yes, it, it sucks I was like also, is this a also, Christian <laughs> podcast why are we <laughs> the deed <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, even whether whether or not you're gonna have sex, um, just that sort of excitement for seeing each other is quite interesting. I'd be interested to know if there are actually any couples out there who haven't even sent each other nudes. Um, yeah. yes, they might be sexually active, but they haven't sent each other nudes at all. You know? Yeah. Uh, we'll find out more about that, that later. Then maybe there's okay, more people yeah. who've got to say that. But I, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, let's continue, continue. Okay, let's continue with the rest of the show. We'll be back with more of Word on the Streets. Come on! Word on the Streets. Here we go again. You're listening to The Rewind. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, everybody. W- welcome back to my YouTube channel. Your YouTube channel. You are listening to YouTube Digest, the original YouTube Digest, and um, this segment, as we all know, but if you're a new listener, here we just talk about everything, influencers and YouTube, and the like. what we'd like to call, like, people actually run our industry now, because... According to me, our celebrities are sleeping. I mean, they are making, we've got like celebrities here and there who are making power moves. But if it were up to me, these are influencers and generally the influencers in South Africa should be the ones who are celebrities. So we're just going to be. The celebs are too busy lightening their skins. Yes. Hectic. Um, Okay. Um, But. Okay, Bongani, shady, shady match. Um, but um, we're just going to obviously like just talk about like uh, influencers who are doing the most or in the past week and even now. Um, I wanted yes. to start uh, on ZX Online. That girl deserves mm. an award for her great work. I saw, yeah, why you say she deserves an award for her great work? No, and that, I'm not saying that the work is yeah, not great, but I mean, what, me, what's making you say this? No, 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 I, I hear you. Um, I feel like she's so consistent, like so consistent. And it's not like consistency, Elayahori. You know, she's just creating work because she has a camera and a laptop and a following. But she's actually very entertaining. So I thoroughly enjoy her content. And she always makes sure she's doing things for us. So she's just like, okay, let me try, you know, take my vlog with, 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 with and create a whole lot of content. So I really enjoy her content. It's so consistent yeah. every week. Like she's one of the most consistent YouTubers those kind of people like every week i expect a video if not one it's two mara she'll make sure it's that new series the high table for two and then it is hauls it's makeup videos or vlogs but vlogs seem to be popular recently but i also noticed that that table for two do you why do you think it only shows on her channel i thought it was a collaboration do you think it's just her idea and she's like oh can you then she asked no, me to I, just that's what her. I understood. That's what I understood. Yeah, I think that's what I understood of it. Um, is that it's her idea and it's hers. She's just asking um people to join her. Oh, okay, okay. That's a nice idea though. I was like, wow, I love it. I mean, they're friends, they obviously spend a lot video. of time together. 
Yeah. I saw her video titled about um how ZX got her groove back. <laughs> like, that is a one hella funny title. I need to sit down and watch yeah. that video because so I'm funny. loving the reference. Yes. No, she's definitely very funny. Like I try my best every week to just to like you know, like comments. I watch YouTube like I watch series. So if somebody like, for instance, internationally, I like watching Lydia Denga. So in South Africa, I like watching ZX Online because she's very consistent. So I'm like, okay, this week on this week's episode of uh, ZX Online, you know. So I love that she's a consistent hand. Yeah, that's good. Well, shout out to her. Well done shout to out. her for keeping up with the consistency. Mm-hmm. How have you been watching on YouTube? Um, I just came across this guy called Mawande Mapumula. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a well, I, w- I won't say he's a new YouTuber, um, but we've never spoken about him before. Quite an interesting channel, very lifestyle-y. Um, I think <clears throat> what I really appreciated about um, checking him out was just his presenting style. So he gives us a lot of tours of luxury apartments that he goes to, but as well as um, vehicles, luxury vehicles. So he's very much Abu um, Mr. Lifestyle, but my man cave, Tuala Pillow Productions, you know. Oh, okay. Um, oh, it's Productions. Mm. Um, but uh it's 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 quite an interesting channel i think it's worth the watch if you're looking for something different if you're looking for something unique just head on over to that channel because um yeah i think he's got a a, a very nice presenting style i watched him do this um video about um a luxurious apartment in zimbali and i thought oh that's pretty cool i mean I didn't stay for the whole video, but just to start in the beginning was pretty cool. And then there was one video where he was talking about um, what you call this, getting um, a shave and men and skincare. What's the conversation about that? I also didn't finish that video, um, but it seems like a very cool channel, you know? Yeah, that's like very nice, very channel. different. And I like that. Every- Mawanda Mapumula. Yeah, I like that every week you come, we keep coming up with people who are just not doing the like, like, even if it's lifestyle, but then they take it next level and put creativity in it. So, I really, really love that. Who? Me? Yes, you. <laughs> so, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to congratulate um our, you know, influenza, Mishali, on her Forbes Under 30 uh, feature. Did you see it? Oh, yes. I was like, wow. That day was very spicy. Why? That day was very, very spicy. Um. Someone, some, 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 was it, was it a publication or what mm. had, um, or, or, or someone had said something quite mean about Michali, um, the same day, oh, the same day that she came out on this Forbes list about the influence. And it was quite an interesting day because it was honestly, remember how I said Umishali polarizes the people. It's either people love her to death or they just hate her and mm. they, they think um, it's, she's not working to be where she is, you know? Um, do you think it's because people don't understand how things like YouTube work? Yeah, I think I think people don't. Yes, I remember even hearing on that day before even the Forbes thing was was dropped. Someone even wrote a song about how Michelle is making money out of nothing. What 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 what? Then boom, bam. Yes, I think that's what happened. Yes. Um. Oh, we 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 ought to be quite embarrassed. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was just like, because she's training and then people, these, you know how men like, also men like coming for Michelle for nothing. And I read a very interesting tweet. That's what I, that hmm. said that, um, people are actually mad that she just took what is a hobby to people and made it into a business. Yes. We can't deny that her looks and her, the way she looks does add to the appeal and why people love her but she is talented in what she does so like so now if i got paid just to run my mouth people just be like oh and it's just that you didn't think of monetizing what people just see as oh i'm talking that's what i do and then i'm just like you know what no people like listening to what i say so i'm gonna monetize this and make money out of this so i think most of people are pressed that they're sitting at like their nine to fives and then they maybe not pushing themselves creatively and they mad at her for nothing because I feel like that's what they're doing. Because it's mainly yeah. like just guys randomly. When I go through like hashtags, it's just like guys who are just better. And I'm just like, then when I, why don't you also go out and push yourself creatively then? Because I don't understand why you mad at me. Like, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't even understand even if it was a different circumstance where she decided that she's just going to shake her ass. It's fine. It's That's how she felt that she's going to monetize it and make money out of something. Then she's smart for that. Yes, but I think I definitely agree with you. I think it's a a mixture of people not understanding how YouTube and um um online influencing marketing works and people who have misogynistic views who only believe that a woman can only make so much money through a man mm. and if she doesn't have a ring on her finger or a constant man around her then clearly oh yeah, you know? yeah, no, definitely. I hear you. But I mean, I love that it was like, um, ah, 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 all that noise. Then there was yeah, proof. Not, not I love take, that, yeah, not to take yeah, a shine. Yeah. I love that there was proof. Then, okay, guys, you're saying she's, okay, here's the info. They're telling you why she's influential. Here are the numbers. Here's everything. So, congratulations to Michelle. So, someone else I want to congratulate. Shout out to her. And also ask a question about. It's also, I mean, in the similar link squad vibe, like uh, 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 Ushami. So I guess she's friends with Lanzi Gama. I haven't seen them together, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, okay, I'm being spicy. But on the day, uh, so I think, <laughs> I think Mitali's thing dropped maybe day before Shamiso announced that she's going to be on the show. Cause she kept on hinting that, oh guys, there's a new big announcement. She's so grateful or whatever. And I really like Shamiso. But then I yeah. was like, then looking at the stories, obviously excited for Mishali and stuff. Then, uh, so um, I don't know on the days or what specific days, but I saw that uh, Lanzi had bought Mishali like a, like a gift thing, like uh, those balloons, uh, congratulations balloons, those cute vibes, you know what I mean? Delivered to her. And then obviously yeah. Shamisa's news is also equally as big and as important. Then I was wondering if there's a, there's a, Cause I mean, maybe am I am I reading too much into it? Like, like we're friends with Chaba, but then I get top what 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 what. Then I get balloons, and then you the next day announce that you're a presenter for this new big show, but nothing. But you and Chaba are closer, and me and Chaba met mutually. What if they come? Or what if they had a private celebration? Because if you're a friend of mine. What if they had a private celebration? Ah, it's not that. It's not that. Don't do that. Don't play saint here. Listen quickly. Bongani, especially this news, she's known about it for long. You know what I mean? Everyone has known the Forbes thing. Obviously, yeah. people who are top secret, yes. close squad, they know that I'm going to be on this thing. Um, 
And then there's people who are, or sometimes some people don't know. Maybe they'll drop. Maybe the very closest friend will know. Even with this thing, yeah, the MTV show, the closest friends know or whatever. So I mean, something I thought they were best friends. I thought they were yes. best friends. But maybe I was like, okay, maybe she's not ready to do it this day, tomorrow, the third day, nothing. I was like, mm. anyway, but I, I'm, I'm nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. But I, I'm very curious because I mean, I really like uh, Shamisa's lives, her vibes, her aesthetic, and all together. But I was, I mean, it's it's wrong to want to question like, is she a good presenter? Because then we'd have to get into what makes a good presenter. But should I don't want to take the shine, but do we um, highlight that her having? connections inside helped her out or do you think this opportunity came straight from just her pure talent well i think having connections definitely mm-hmm. helped her out um but i i i i to keep do it, think she had to work. i mean uh, shamisa right yeah we all know whose daughter yes. she is you <laughs> know you're telling me she didn't pick up her mom practicing some links in the mirror mm. you know I mean, on I can phone, sing very well, but my mom audition, can't sing. giving warm-ups and stuff like that. No, that's 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 a different that's a different technique, you know. Um, but I definitely do. <laughs> what are you saying? What What I'm saying is that maybe she's picked okay. up from her mom, and she's she's learned okay. from her mom, you know, and maybe that's what qualifies her to be able to be a presenter i do definitely think her connections yeah. helped her you know um especially in nabbing that gig that is definitely a, a thing that helped but hopefully i haven't seen I her have, present I have. so but i think um, maybe okay but oh, also okay. maybe let me, if we look it? at the aesthetic of like maybe mtv and like the crowd they have like they have uncle Vinny, they still have that Tiho guy I mean, they've got the cool kids. I do think she fits the aesthetic like fully. So it's not like the connections just put her and say, hey, go to top billing. And it's like a tattered girl. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not saying we're, we're not really that progressive in South Africa as yet. So even when people put you in whatever, you know how now when you have connections and I'm like, oh, I know Bongani is this guy who can do this. And then Bongani comes and Bongani maybe you know, it's not in tune or doesn't even understand or have experience in that line of work. So I like that they had placed her in a place that is exactly her vibe. Um, obviously, any work or any space has challenges. So I'm just saying if she moved from V Entertainment and moved here, she clearly is doing, working hard enough to keep the positions. I'd assume, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely so, agree yeah. with that. Um, but I also, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly advocating that, come on, like, her mom is as I'm also Sada. advocating for, for, for um black people also using their connections because we make it so taboo that oh my goodness, Bongani plugged me for this job and that's why I got this connection. And but when Hendrik and fucking Furvurt and all of them are working there at Capitec and they, they just have metrics <laughs> and they don't even have degrees or diplomas or whatever to to qualify them to even be in those positions to be getting those salaries, it's fine. But and then when when you have a connection, you're like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be off because I've had that so many times with with people who could, people's, yeah, people's, who, people's yeah, people's corruption rate. When it's goes family things, I'm just like, yeah, now. they're gonna think it's what what because I'm like, ah, oh, when it's supposed to benefit us and grow us. I'm not saying when I come for that, I don't say, oh, let's push corruption. I'm saying, dude, you know, I'm capable for this. Put put me there as what 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 yeah ish it's gonna be nepotism yeah ish it's gonna be this uh, I'm like oh now it's gonna be this mother freaking 
Freaky doesn't care. They buy net now because it's gonna they be must there. all win. So, I mean, I feel like she's obviously perfect for MTV Base and Vuzu. So, so you basically, yeah. So you basically saying even if it is, it's it's not bad. Like we don't have to make it taboo, Oguti. Yeah, hey, I know. Where my connections like, like it can be a fine thing, Oguti. You know what? She's got some yeah. skills under her, but w- is it skills enough for her to be like getting uh, uh, this no, sort of she, platform? Re- we don't know. We think it's her connection, been, and that's had also been not you bad. And me in a line at interview, what what? She's really pretty. Should stand out, but um, talent-wise, no. R- respectfully, no. So it's fine to say that you know what something this plug and I'm in because yes, and it mustn't be like yo I manifested it. It's easy to manifest when I know that Bongani is going to be in the boardroom speaking for me and say no. I don't think we should hire so and so. I want Bonza mm. in, and especially if I know uh, Bongani has influence. So I'm not doing eleven eleven like how hot I'm doing it. Like it's just like I have no one. I'm just hoping that. The talents and the grades and the powers that be are gonna be f- there for me, and then you have someone who's like got the number of yeah. the CEO or the director of this who's like, listen, I think it'd be a great great idea to put in Bongani. So as a, I'm 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 not I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. Like if that's the thing, I feel like great. Take every opportunity because I feel like that's what white people do. But I feel like if you get into the space, then also if that's your passion, you're like I like presenting, then. Push yourself and also prove yourself. Yeah, grow in it. Yeah. Grow in that craft. So congratulations mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. I've been, yeah, you know, I've been watching some old videos of um, Boiti on Rockville. And I'm just like, you know what? Boiti, she was 17. She really did. I know this, this mm. isn't part of the topic, but you just saying prove, mm. prove your chops. Like, like. Yeah, she proved her yeah. chops. Anyways, anyways. Do you have is, anything yeah, anything more interesting for, uh, for you to digest? Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, then I guess we will close it off. Check out our YouTube page, The Rewind Essay, for more content. Okay, everybody, we are doing the YouTube Digest Deep Dive, and we are finally discussing the African YouTubers. Finally, finally I see. Okay. Um, uh, you could have warned me there a bit. You could have warned me because I was like, I'm like, we are finally doing South Africa. Fine. Finally, <laughs> I see. <laughs> side note, guys. <laughs> Side note, um, this is not to say that we're not from Africa, but um, today we're talking specifically about other parts of Africa. Um, because yes. when I was like, I was like, African YouTubers, where are we? I, f- I feel like we're thinking we're, um, we've made it and our government's a shit. So well, I, I mean, don't want people no. to not want to accommodate us if our country collapse. So we're just saying we're discussing no. other parts of Africa. No one. No, if anyone, if anyone thought that that's how we had meant it all along when we spoke about speaking about African YouTubers, um, they clearly don't know us. And oh, how can you be listening for so long and not know us and what we mean? Um, we were yeah, definitely yeah. just saying that Mm. non-South African, African YouTubers, not to say that South Africa is on a higher pedestal. It's just the best way we can distinguish them, you know? Or well, should we just say non-South us. African? Because now it, seems, it sounds yeah. like I'm digging a deeper hole for us. Yeah. Is, <laughs> you know, and I wasn't even supposed to be the person leading on this. I'm just going to shut up. Um. What we mean, 
I don't even want to explain any further. I'm going to leave it back to Punta and I'm just going to say allegedly, just so that, just in case, you know, yeah. all of this is alleged. But, uh, but yes, but yes, yeah, I mean, we, we live in South Africa and then we're just going to talk about other parts of Africa. So that's why we're saying African YouTubers so that it can, we're not just going to talk, because we live in South Africa, when we talk about South African YouTubers or just YouTubers in general on YouTube Digest and the Deep Dive digest <clears throat> we're talking about specifically the people here so when we say africa we're trying to give that context so you know that when we say nairobi and we say kenya we say nigeria you know that we're talking about africa man you know what i mean so for those who don't know and if you're new here youtube digest is youtube digest the deep dive is an extension of youtube digest but here we just go more in depth and you know we would break it down for you and i'm saying so today we just decided yeah, no, like sure. it's been long overdue, Bongani. We've been saying, hey, hey YouTube's yeah, we've Africa. Been Yo, saying, what, 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 what. We've so been I am saying. really excited. And for the longest time, generally, I haven't been like really consuming YouTube content. And I feel like, I don't know, there just feels like there's a, especially in our country, like the there feels like manufacturing and producing content is a bit of on a slow vibe. So because of that, I haven't been consuming yeah. much of African and South African content altogether. So all the African content I haven't. So I've been doing there by the UK, there by America and consuming more of yeah. that content. Because those people are not playing. One thing about them, no, Bongani, they want the bag. Eh, and they on it. No, they on it. So I wanted to um, talk about Joanna K. Do you know Joanna K? I feel like I've mentioned her once in a while before. Yeah, the name sounds somewhat familiar, but I myself am not familiar with uh, Joanna K. Joanna K was introduced to me by Yol's channel. She um, used to like talk about her like in some of her videos or whatever. And I was like, I need to check out this Joanna K. And that I feel like this is the first um, uh, Kenyan... Um, youtuber i've ever watched so like in africa outside of south africa was the first uh, someone i was like oh, i didn't even know they Namar. i sound so spicy i didn't know they did youtube over there <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping our case from earlier on not at all <laughs> i didn't know but i was like oh, duh you should have known because their daughter's cheaper than ours so they get to consume as much content create and put out as much content than we can here in the country because if you don't have wi-fi if you don't have a job oh it's just a mess in this country let me just leave south africa yeah. out of it damn it's a mess but like yes joanna came is a digital content creator beauty and lifestyle she's from kenya and she owns her own brand joanna k cosmetics so when i started watching her um, oh so really she's, yes she's 26 and her cosmetic oh, brand nice. is so successful bongani like so 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 successful i was just like damn girl you are well she's so hard working i used to like watching her videos when she did um so her product and everything she took pictures for herself so she didn't take like after her products came to oh, her, her before and afters and stuff yeah so she did everything herself she didn't take it like to a company and say let me hire a photographer or whatnot no that's when i was like damn the power of the internet because everything she was learning as she was going creating content for um, no, but Instagram i mean reels. in terms of being her own her own guinea pig for her business like showing before and afters of her own transformations with her own products or what no oh, no, no, but no, it's, no it's generally it's so she, i guess she's a I guess she's a lifestyle and beauty um, uh, YouTuber. So she does a lot of um, makeup videos. Initially, that's what she did a lot oh, before vlogs okay. and stuff. So, you know, when you already start, like, yeah. it's almost like, um, obviously, she's not on the same level as Michali, but I would assume she's really big because the support structure is quite good. Um, yeah. Um, I'll talk about her stats in a bit. But 
<clears throat> she was doing like makeup videos or whatever. And then after that started doing transitioning into vlogs and things like that. And I was just like, damn, this girl is so hardworking. And can I mention side note? She loves KSC. Oh my God. Joanna K loves oh, KFC. Really? <laughs> you know, a lot. Like every time I had to take away KFC. What what KFC? Yeah, so it's been interesting to watch her journey go from like just being a uh, a makeup artist. She had quit her job and then she started like just doing YouTube full time, working at home. You know everyone's story, like people who are able to have space at home and have an extra room and say, okay, I'm gonna create. Yeah, something. yeah. So she had an extra room, or in her room, her room was big enough for her to have a room and for her to create content. Like so, it's all started like that, and she started jo- um Joanna K Cosmetics, and then she's got a page there. She's got a team. That's how big she is. She's got a team of people who. Work work on Joanna K like they meet oh, up active. and then she'll be like okay guys um we are going to be doing baby zang uh what is this like okay you're my team so you're the strategist you're this you're the what what the photographer so now things are uh, uh, she's so big that it's not like you know when you're starting like when I was describing that in the beginning she did everything herself pictures editing reels doing this organizing this blah mm. blah blah now she's got a team and I was like wow she's so big and it's so nice to witness someone come from uh babies and like you know when they were just starting up to like so like to the level that she's on um she's got 139k subbies i wrote what? 100 yeah 139k 140 yeah, that's quite a lot yes um basically yes she's a dream chaser she's hard working she's the first person when i started seeing people hire an airbnb to shoot an ad and things like that i was like damn this girl is serious. But that girl is serious about content. Bongani, let me tell you one thing about Kenyan YouTubers. I watch a lot of them. Those girls, they take their work serious. Like, I like the quality of work. Most of the quality of work is on the standard of, if you look at Vungai's work with the camera, if you look at um, yeah. Tandy Gama's work. Oh, those girls. I, I love, like, the quality of the cameras. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Those people don't compromise. Everything's always crisp. It's always on that level. That's why I like them. I had written her numbers of her total viewership on her by Vizan, on her channel. But I was like, damn, I'm going to sound like Zuma. But it's in the millions. 13 million, somewhere there. <laughs> yes, 13 million. I was like, Please damn. give it your best shot. Please give it your no! best shot. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Please give it your best shot. <laughs> no, Bongani, it, 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 it's 13 million views. Um, So let, if I round it up, it's 14 million views on her channel. No, so, don't round it up. Give it in channel. No, I don't know. I... Actually, I'm going to fail dismally. No, Bongani, I can't. Can't you take one one, how many? No, can you? Can't you do it? No, you want to make loves of me. And then people are like, yo, that's <laughs> Well, I can't see her total numbers, but I see the video that she has the most viewers for is uh-huh. um, a video that has 574,000 views two years ago. It was wow. an easy eyebrow tutorial for beginners. She oh, has had this channel for for four whole years and she's already oh. sitting at 139,000 subscribers only four years already at 139,000 subscribers I mean I'm not even at five. it looks like she's con- <laughs> it looks like she's consistent though <laughs> oh, very very <laughs> it looks Why like consistency because not having you with bed but ask a shift in your shift I will figure now go 10 or 100 so you're better where you are you know um it seems like consistency is something that she's like no quite too much. good at hitting too much 
she knows what she's on YouTube for. Like, even if life gets in the way, you know, everyone has like their time where they take off on social media. And then there's times where people feel like, you know, I need a break or mental health or something personal yeah. happened. But when she comes back, she comes back full swing. Ah, you know what? I want to say, to go. Mm, and, and you know what? Like, I don't see like, I mean, uh, <sighs> you know, what? I almost said something that is going to be like, I'm thinking I'm from South Africa and then they're from Africa. But yeah, I love her content so much. She's on another level. She's got a car that she bought yeah, herself. Well, Can I mention? She's got a yeah. car that she bought herself. And then I haven't watched her recent videos, but I think she's moved out of home. Oh, really? So yeah, I don't know. Like I want to check because the first, you know, one time she had moved out and it was like, like less than a week then she moved back home. She's like, she couldn't do it. And I was like, dude, that deposit, first month rent, and you're just going to move back home. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I wasn't ready. I was like, yeah, damn it. Yeah, I wonder, I, I wonder when, when she got to that point and she realized that. Yeah, she was like, it was so lonely. She missed her siblings and she couldn't like laugh with anyone. So she missed home and she went back. I was like, huh, damn, that must be nice. Well, I can hear the Mr. Siblings one. I've got a colleague who says that being in her apartment is quite lonely because yeah, everybody seeks Mabakula and Klini and there's Yo. always at least three people in the house for you to talk to. So when she's all alone in her apartment, like it's just a bit difficult for her. At least she's not moving back home and thinking, because wow. <laughs> that is so heavy. I'll yeah. push on like no, video call every true. day. Cause child, Me too, no. you know, visit every day, visit regularly until yes. you get comfortable. Especially if you live in the same. But um, she also f- felt that she wasn't ready for that move at the time. Besides, like that stuff, even fin- financially, she's good, but she just didn't feel like it was ready. She was ready, but for me, also from outside, obviously, you know how when you watch YouTubers, you gauge that oh, financially they might be here and there. But I was like, Joanna K. I mean, lived at home for the longest time, built her business from home, blah blah blah. I was like. This girl, if she wanted to, could buy a house. She's on that level. And she bought it and she went right back home. I hope that space that she's bought. No, she was I, renting. Well, maybe she was renting. Yeah, oh, okay. she was renting. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, it's good that she moved back home so she can think about it, re-strategize, and then go buy a place or, I don't know, rent to buy something. Because I'm like, damn, you know, oh, renting feels like such a waste of money. Anyway, Bogani, who do you have? So the person that I have on uh, my list over here is a Ghanaian YouTuber. His name is um, Wode Maya. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Wode so Maya. What I love. Jeremiah. What? Eh, Jeremiah eh, eh. be No, I'm just saying it sounds like when you say the false name. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, continue. I, what Demaya. So you gotta okay. go check him out. He's pretty cool. He's got about eight hundred and seventeen thousand subscribers what? on um his YouTube page. Yes, uh-huh. eight hundred and seventeen thousand subscribers. His most popular video is a video with three million views um from four years ago. And his video is titled How Chinese React When They See Black People. Now I love his channel. Uh. On his um 
on his uh what you call this youtube banner it uh-huh. says africa to the world changing the narratives mm-hmm. so before covid and all of them what he would do is that he would travel the world he'd go to all of these places and give you a first-hand experience of what he's going through as an african but what i absolutely love is that he wasn't just going international he did a lot of touring in africa and going to african countries so Ooh. from ghana he'd go to nigeria he'd go to ethiopia and give you a sense of the culture dispel myths that are about that country and its people and also um put together a new narrative about these people that describes these people really well um, mm. and shows the people in their beauty and all in their glory. I remember he did a whole episode about South African women. Like why are South African women, why do they have the reputation they have and not the terrible reputation? Like um, South African women are beautiful and South African women are seen as gems of Africa along with Ethiopian women and um, some West African women as well. So, um, he was speaking, he, he did a whole video titled on that. But also what I love about him is that he mm. spreads this pan-Africanist, um, what you call this, um, message, you know? It's mm. not just about um, when when uh, I went here and I went there and I did this and I did that and stuff like that. It's also about making us realize what a great people we are as Africans and celebrating that about ourselves. So he Mm. started his channel about seven years ago. And um, he's also someone who's quite an activist with the content he puts up. So he's always um, speaking about the unfair uh, discrimination of Africans across different countries, especially in China. He's always speaking about how China is trying to come into Africa and do its own things and why we need to be alert and why we need to be aware of that. But all of that is mixed up with this wholesome content where you're learning about Africans, you're learning about, um, you're meeting other YouTubers on his channel, you're learning about infrastructure in Africa, whilst also you're just learning about the people and what makes people so, what makes the people so special in each of um, the countries that he visits. And one thing I love about him is that he is consistent. What am I always... Really? uploads videos oh my goodness this guy is consistent he how, never stops how, how to the point coping, where you could get two videos in a week you know how was he coping during lockdown was he still posting and having obviously other deep meaningful conversations yeah so a lot of his content in the lockdown shifted from just traveling content to content about his home life his family where he grew up what his his father's properties, what life in Ghana is like, what everyday life in Ghana is like. And then also as well, um, it sort of switched to commentary. So when he saw videos about certain African countries and why people are doing things they're doing and why they're saying certain things, he would come on and give us Sibum Banza vibes where um, not as highly edited and curated as Sibum Banza's videos, yeah. um, but... Just, you know, the one, th- the, and just social commentary on what video he's seen um, that has been making the rounds and that has been going viral or whatever news topic about Africa has been going viral that week. Um, he would give social commentary on that. I mean, the one thing about his videos, you you need to have patience. Um, it's, not, it's not videos where the sound is always its best. It's not videos where um, you've got the best cinematic shots and stuff like that. Mm. But I will tell you, it's videos filled with passion. It's videos filled with authenticity. He is giving you his best version of himself. The people around him are 
feeding off of his positive energy. Mm. So they're giving into what he's serving them, whether he's being a lighthearted comedian or he's trying to have like a serious interview or something like that. But generally, he's a quite a fun character to watch. Um, but also in the same sense, he's very educational and informative. It's not just someone who's ranting and raving on YouTube mm. and telling you conspiracy theories and stuff like that. He's just honestly reminding us as Africans to wake up and realize what is being done to us and what is being said about us mm. and how we are being mistreated and how this could be another system where instead of the white man on top, we've got the Chinese man on top. And this mm. will also touch on to what we speak about a little later on in the podcast mm. um, in Mzansi Recap. But um, apart from that, like it's just such good content. It really is just wholesome content that you're watching because Purely has got such great passion about bringing Africa to the world. So in the countries he goes to, he gets people that he interviews, whether it's a celebrity or someone who's an influencer. And it's just, it sounds like the brief he gives everyone is just, show me your best, give me your best, show me your best, show me the best of your country um, so that I can show the world that and, and change the narrative, you know? Wow. That is so nice. Like, I mean, you sold him, Bongani. I've never heard you describe a YouTuber like that. You sold him. Like, I'm like imagining this man and I, I like, I can't wait to watch it. And it's so nice to have someone like that. And you're like, oh, there's an African YouTuber. Like if people are ignorant, like imagine you're in America and you, you, you just around a lot of ignorant people. Like I would give that ch channel, um, and someone I'm also going to mention later, uh, 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 the platform to say, if you want to know what Africa is about, here it is. Uh, you know, when you meet up with those Americans yes. who are like very ignorant and like speak like, like we love with tigers and lions. But if you just like give someone like that, it's like, oh no, if you want to know what, the, if you want somebody who can define Africa for you, here's the person. And people who like, who's like, yeah. it sounds like he's also like, uh, barking, well, well, like he's, he, he's like, he's informed, well informed. With everything he's doing, like yeah. he's not just saying, "Oh, okay, this is what what about South Africa." I'm going to read up on us. He's going to read and back it up with what he knows and what he has experienced and everything like that. That sounds so so nice. Um, I'm definitely yeah, going no, to subscribe. Yeah. Mm. His teaching method relies a lot on experience. So mm. one of the things um, he's got here, one video he's got two months ago, are Africans facing identity crisis worldwide. And yeah. it seems like he's going to and he's speaking to people. He's not just giving you like an information and just sitting there in his room and giving you social commentary. He's having this, he's asking people this question and he's just blatantly saying, I don't have this answer. Um, but what is, um, what is your opinion where you are, where I am at? What do you think? Well, this is what I think. But also in the very same breath, you could jump from a video about that to um, videos about um, how Uber stopped working in South Sudan. So he meets up with these women who started their own taxi application, um, e-hailing application. And that's who he's meeting up with, you know? And next thing you know, he's talking to a Muslim who's talking about how she fasted for seven days for Ramadan. And that's what, like, it's such a, it's such a, a variety of content. But mm. nothing ever feels forced. And nothing ever feels overwhelming. You, know, you don't, yeah, you don't feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know what the direction of this channel is. If you just get the fact that he's bringing Africa to the world and he's trying to change narratives, 
that's all you need to get and understand. Then mm. every video you watch of his makes sense. Whether he's sitting with a billionaire and next thing you know, in the next video, he's sitting with village people living like a, a, a person in a plazini for like a couple of days, you know? It's just great content. Mm. I love it. And the mere fact that I'm even, I myself am even able to sit here and say I can sit past the bad sound quality and sometimes the awkward cuts and the awkward editing and stuff like that um, really speaks to the actual content itself, you know? Yes. Yo, wow. That is, wow. Like, that, you could have write an essay about this guy. It really is so impressive. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check it out. But I wanted to say when I was going through some of the content, um, there's mm. a lady also. Her name is um, uh Woven. So she's um, yes. Guys, sorry, it's load shedding, by the way. Um, <laughs> so Woven. Oh, um, welcome to South Africa. Yes, Pitama torch and everything. Um, Woven is also is from Namibia, nam. And then she's a digital mm-hmm. creator and travel and lifestyle. Her whole thing is preserving um, her heritage. Like that's her whole brand. Like she does oh, live in so the beautiful. yeah. So she does live in the Western world, and we can see her live that. But she does have a lot of moments where even mostly on her Instagram because she's not as consistent on YouTube as she is on Instagram. I do find her on YouTube. She's got fifteen um, k. Uh, subscribers her youtube name is it's woven and then on youtube on oh, instagram yes. it's woven and, and then she likes um oh, okay like you know when, I, when somebody's like westernized and whatever but like um some people will will when they're like when they go home they'll try maybe I don't know, like have a facade with like how they grew up and what it's actually like to grow up uh, in wherever they grew up like if it's your grandmother's yeah. house and your the hut or the house was made out of the uh, cows. Uh, what again? What's the appropriate dang. day for shirts? Oh, dang. What? <laughs> dang. Dang. <laughs> I had it in mind. I was like, but I'm not sure that's a great word. Yeah. So um, maybe like things like that where like, you know what I mean? So sometimes we don't have a lot of that. So with her doing this thing where mm. she focused uh, her niche on like preserving her heritage, like there's times where she will, I know there's a uh, South African influencer who does that as well. Like she lives in the city, but when she goes to Limpopo, a lot of her content that's curated on her page is about teaching and showing you guys how the people of Namibia, of her tribe, live. How they get groceries. Yes. But sometimes she's trying to vlog or most of the time she's trying to translate her stories of what they experience in that village. And she'll have her phone. You know, maybe she's charging via solar power. Sometimes she's struggling with yeah. network. But some, but she'll be in it, Bongani. Like, imagine maybe a lady who works in finance and you see her in her weaves with her makeup. Like, she knows that world all too well. But mm. then sometimes she mm. takes times off. I don't know if she's on leave or if it's the weekends or whatever, where she goes back to her village or if she knows someone who lives in the village to try and experience different parts of her culture and experience, like, how her, pe- her people lived. But she doesn't want to, like, lose her culture altogether. So that's the essence of most of the work. Yeah, hi. Like her showing you the beauty of Namibia and also showing like how her tribe lives 
and what they do on a daily basis and how, and obviously how her whole aesthetic changes because like, I mean, yes, it's fine if I'll just go with a jean and a top, but like maybe there's a reason why they always like these cloths or why they wear masil and why they're always wearing a duke and why they wear flops yeah. and where they sleep and things like that. And I find it so interesting and I was like, wow. And sometimes I feel like yeah. I almost asked when you were speaking about the guy now that do you think that, um, we wouldn't appreciate content like that because we're already living in the country. So somebody's like, Bogan is like, yeah, I'm going to show you guys my my traditional wedding, the Zulu one. And I'm just like, oh, dude, it's been done so many times. <laughs> or like, would it well, be more know, interesting if we had someone who actually lives in KZN in, in the huts and who was like, okay, guys, I'm going to show you how life is there. Because I don't know of much of our content that's out there that's like, that shows like someone really preserving like, okay, this is the life I'm living as a baby woman in uh, Limpopo or whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. For for me, I think um, what I would be interested in, uh, I definitely would be interested in traditions and customs being done because also at the end of the day, um, I am a city boy, you know? Yes. <laughs> and moved mm-hmm. to the verbs later on in life. Um, compared to your average Zulu boy, I am a city boy. So some of the traditions are still, and my mom was very much uh, about keeping me away from such things. You know, she's a staunch believer in Christ. So she didn't um, want me around when there's traditional ceremonies and stuff like that. So there's a lot of those things that I would want to see from someone. And I think um, this is why at some point, oh, Asanya Realness's channel was so nice because she was giving us that sort of content where she Mm. was showing us what's happening at um, ceremonies and stuff like that. You know, when you were speaking about someone who lives in the city and takes us back home with her and stuff like that, I honestly was so worried you would say, Lupindo. Um, because as much as she does take it ho- take us home, she's not giving us the content that um it's woven is given us. Like I like you can definitely see. And I think for me, what I love about um her content on YouTube or mm-hmm. woven is that um it's uh translated from this is me, this is me at home, this is me and my fam with my family to like definitely like a travel channel. Like she has gone everywhere, she's showing you mm. where she's going to. And it not it's not just about village life, but also village girl takes on the world type yes. of vibe, like world you're travel. saying as well. Uh, you know? World mm-hmm, travel mm-hmm, and definitely. stuff like that. But also a lot of it it was also, I mean, once she started showing us village life in life in Namibia, she started then showing us um travel content in Namibia. And then it was travel content all over the world, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I think is is quite a very smart strategy because that that's one that works with the pocket. Like it's very easy to show people isn't of home because that's very budget friendly. And then traveling in your own country is budget friendly to a certain degree um, until you've got the money to then travel internationally. What I will tell you I absolutely love is that everyone on this list that we've had so far has a video about traveling in Cape Town or being in Cape Town. Yes! So uh, that's, that's that's maybe a, a playlist one needs to put together so we can just watch all of that, you know? Yes, I even follow like a, a girl from Germany, um, a white girl. Like I like her content and she's like, yeah, I got this jacket when I was traveling in Cape Town. They don't even say South Africa. No, in Cape Town. Like it's almost like... No, 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 no. Cape Town, full stop. Yes, I was like, uh, boo. You go South Africa more. I don't know. In Cape Town, done. 
so people know who the ones who know know you know what i mean but yes definitely <laughs> yeah. like i love that i love when we can i mean like sometimes i also what you're saying like i would also i'm curious about some of the cultural things um just because sometimes I fear some of the things because I don't know. You know when you fear the unknown? Yes. And then when it comes to you, you're like, oh my God, that is so dark and I'm not going to get involved or whatever. So in whatever level yes. or whatever scale, be it that, you know, if you want to know about the customs or how your people lived or whatever, I think it's really nice to have it documented and put it out, put out on the internet because it's so, like, I feel like it's so important, really important for us to really preserve our our heritage and you know, as black people, because this Western world is really slowly, daily erasing that. Um, I know this is off topic. And I mean, bit. they even, yeah, they they even had listed our heritage as witchcraft and made it illegal. So, of exactly. course, they won't write it in the history books yes. as they should write it, you mm. know. And it's their history books, so they will definitely remove our stories. So, you do have a point that as we... um. Um, enter these spaces and as we take up space in these mm. spaces um, we should also be sure to leave a digital pr- footprint of yeah. who we are and where we come from and, yeah. so that our, our, the people of the future can always trace our story back authentically so uh, through our own narratives that have we it known pushing, you yes know? because sometimes we shy away because we're so westernized but it's really nice sometimes to have it known that even if guys I'm this person I, I will never forget where I come from and the people that have come before me and who made this platform possible for me. So it really is nice to witness that. That concept. Yeah, that's agreed. Mm. Um, I have Ferhana, F-E-R-H-A-N-A, Orbison. So she's a Kenyan YouTuber, Hijabi Wonderlust Queen. Um, she's a video creator, travel, beauty, lifestyle. She's a Muslim creator. And she's got like about 100K subscribers on YouTube. Um, I think what I, what, what, what I liked about her videos, I think I used to watch a lot of Joanna Kay and then her videos came up as a suggestion. She was doing this, oh, my dream travel for myself as, as like... What's I, I was, name again? Sorry. Ferhana, F-E-R-H-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it properly. Orbison, O-B-E-R-S. Oh, okay. So when I came across her channel, um, it was a time I think maybe I also used to watch a lot of travel, like, you know, Kontiki tours, whatever, international tours. But I used to be curious, like, yes. I want to do more African, like, if I were to travel, like, I want to do a lot of, like, a tour in Africa. Like, I bought my Jeep or one of those travel cars and I'm traveling through Africa. Like, you know, like, it's just like... Yeah. Honestly, like what Americans are doing, but we just obviously look at it and like, I think and put it on a pedestal. So she was doing a lot of that. Um, She was doing that tour with her husband. But at the time, I don't know, Um, her and her husband were under a year married. So she wasn't showing her husband. So if you look at the vlogs where she was like traveling South Africa, traveling Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana and whatever. Um, at that time she was vlogging, they were doing camping or whatever. And it's so interesting to see. And I love obviously um where the world is uh taking a direction with like how um back then you know social media will show um or even the news will show muslim women opposite to what i see on her content she's like well traveled it doesn't look like it's content that that's her husband something that she really enjoys like yeah. she's a travel uh person um she camps um like i mean obviously explaining the 
the baby thing, the 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 challenges of like how about you're being a full hijabi, you're wearing your hijab all the time, but you're traveling, you're yeah. going to campsites, you have to shower, people can't see your hair, but then you're using, you know, like public um spaces. How do you navigate mm, that and mm. all of that? It's really been interesting. So, but I saw on her Instagram, she's in the UK. So I don't know if she's like one of those uh uh youtubers or people who've like because obviously if you hear uk that's also africa um because like there's a lot of people who lived in parts of africa and then obviously all of them uh immigrated and then but not the uk so it's really interesting to see all of that content i thoroughly enjoyed her content but now like you're saying a lot of people with lockdown have had changed their content um they have they have changed their content because they were indoors so she had introduced her husband now they were married for a year now we're seeing her personal life indoors and everything like yeah, that yeah i wanted to ask why why did she not introduce her husband before being married for a year I don't know. Maybe it's a thing that she wanted to do to have that. You know, when you just want that privacy, like I think that would be really nice to just have that, especially if like you're a partner of someone who is like in the public eye and you're just like, you want to preserve whatever was happening in that year um, to themselves. Yeah. And then maybe after that, then like what they're doing is like they uh, having him obviously explodes and everyone can see him. Or else what you can do. Reminds was, me. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Lebohang when she she says when she broke up with her boyfriend and someone's like, um, how do you feel after you've uploaded him everywhere with his face everywhere? Did you learn something? It's just, just like, oh, why do you have to say, did I learn something? Like, I will post and I'll show the person I want for as long as I want, whether we stay together or not. So what I'm sensing is maybe, um, oh, Farhana had a sense of, you know what? Um, I'm not going to show them until I'm sure, 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 sure that this is legit, legit, legit for real, for real. Them, they <laughs> have to be sure, 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 sure. Yeah, so they, yeah, that's very true as well. Like, uh, by then, we were still sure, 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 sure. Mm. You know? Yo, but our wife is married, it's like, Papa, please focus. Yeah, you. But yeah. for me, that that is a, a, um that's one of like the YouTube and social media things now where I feel like, I don't know. Like, I mean, if it's something that people want to do, then they can do it. But I feel like, and I've realized that it becomes everyone's business. Like when you're not seen with someone or they don't see this much, whatever, or maybe if you guys decide to completely go private or there's problems and people can see, like you can, if you're somebody who's really observant on social media, you can be like, hi man. But remember, Mang Mang used to post, never post that now it doesn't look like it or whatever. So now I'm seeing the, the, the beauty of privacy because now if those things are not happening or you're not, you haven't put it, now it's not none of my business. And I'm, I'm telling you as a content creator and as somebody who consumes content. So now I'm like, ah, bongani, something's fishy here. Mm-hmm. And that's how maybe you're just really busy and you're not posting your girl as much or you just feel like it's not necessary anymore. But people always like ha- will come and, especially if you're a bigger YouTuber, like, ha, mang, 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 why? Ing, 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 you guys are not. Now people pick up, like how I picked up so quickly with K, K, K Republic and Gia that, you know what? No, yes. I feel like there's something off there. You know what I mean? And I'm not the only one. I remember Kia was live and I went and I watched her live and then a girl commented. She's like, dude, what's happening between you and Kay? <laughs> uh, she obviously ignored that comment, but I mean, everyone can see it. So now it becomes awkward when you've overly put Bongani and I like, yeah, we're doing the rewind and then now it goes silent. Now we must announce our divorce. How does that work? So it's a really tricky one. If you're doing yeah. it, do it with a pinch of salt, but also, you're not, you can't, people can't say, 
and I imagine, I mean, I, I've watched people who have, kind of who's Mithali's friend, the one who her husband doesn't show on her social platform. Um, is it, it's not Neo or Monel or something like yeah, that. Someone, uh, yeah, something like that. You see what I mean? So like, I mean, she vlogs, but I mean, she doesn't vlog a lot with him around. Maybe he's busy or whatever. When she vlogs, she does vlog freely. But like the process of having to blur out, I watched this other um, American, uh, American Asian YouTuber. Yeah. Like every time muting uh, now she, she let me know what's worse she doesn't even cut off his face like when she vlogs she doesn't show him at all she'll show him now imagine editing having to blur his face every time I'm like girl that's a lot of work. oh my goodness you know what I mean so she blurs like, out his face every yes, time yes every single time and I was like why are you involving him like why don't you just cut him off like when you're filming cut your um save yourself all the drama and the work and just like not show him like also maybe film only when it's showing him from the back or whatever but like damn girl i am definitely i will tell you i am definitely the type that will search and see who you're following and why you guys aren't posting each other anymore (laughs) yeah so i fully understand everyone is curious um, everyone is curious you're staying alert yeah so i I don't everyone yeah so i mean I like her content. Uh, I used to like her travel content, but now that they're at home and they're doing your typical, uh, how I met my husband, oh, me and my husband, oh, how are we doing Ramadan? And I'm like, oh, no, please, I beg. I can't watch that content. <laughs> I've done a lot of that on YouTube myself. I don't want to stay watched around a lot for of this. It. No, I'll come back. I mean, I'm still subscribed, so I'll come back and watch the content when she's back to traveling or doing more outdoor things herself because I'm just like a little very curious about her life. Like when I watch and I don't unsubscribe, even when the content changes, I'm, that's because I'm curious. I want to know more and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see like what we're going to hear from her. Another person that I have is Joy yeah. Candy. Not you, Mara. I sound oh. like such a... It's Joy Ken, candy, candy, <laughs> Ken, candy. Joy? Joy who? K E N D I. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pronounce the surname. No, I think it definitely is Joy Candy. Um, Joy Candy is a Kenyan lifestyle content creator, YouTuber. Like I wrote hey, that you, Kenyan, eh? you no, no. I really strictly, and even if I watch and I, if I can think of other YouTubers who haven't posted in a while. Most of them, if not 90%, is, is Kenya. Like, that's what I watch. Even Lydia Denga, it lives in the UK. She's from Kenya. A lot of them that I even watch from the UK are from Kenya. I don't know. It's just, I love their content. Um, She's, a, yeah. she's so fancy. You know, this YouTuber is fancy. This girl I mean, is her bougie. Her picture already looks really fancy. Mm, she's really bougie. <laughs> she's about that life. Yes, and she's a, I would say she's more of an Instagrammer influencer than a YouTuber because her numbers are, are like, she's got like 58k subbies and she's on like, uh, is it 58k? Yeah, 58.1 thousand subscribers. I think she's got a bigger following on Instagram. Um, oh, but really? like she's Yeah, she's got a, like a, 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 like a campaign along. I really love when people get like long campaigns with like a brand. She's doing like a, 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 a thing with Tanqueray. And I was like, that is so nice because imagine every week or every month you get a brief of what you must do this month and that's all you do. And you know you've secured the bag for a year or six months. And I was like, Sabah will, 11-11 bobs. You know what I mean? So I love it for her. I like her, but like, um, I, I think I stopped watching her channel because it's like a lifestyle content and whatever. But, um, and I saw, I, I started following her because I saw a lot of 
she does visit South Africa a lot and stuff and does campaigns here in the country and collabs and whatever. But I was yeah. saying, I, I, I don't watch, like, so I don't, I wouldn't watch something that's not given to me here in the country. So if I'm not watching so-and-so in the country and I'm watching Joanna who lives in Kenya, remember how we used to talk about how mm. that other girl who's a, um, South African YouTuber, but she lives in France, but she's always locked up in the apartment. But we're like, what's the point? Uh, we like the idea of the experience of you living in France, but like you're showing us France. And you like, being, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying show us the Eiffel Tower every day, but damn, <laughs> I'm sure you can see it from any corner, somewhere from when you're outside or something. I don't know. But only now is she like starting to show outside content. And I'm like, dude, do you even live there or is that green screen? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure yet because there isn't like, not in like a shady way, but it's like, how do I live there? Or maybe she's used to it. It's like, ah, oh, dude, guys, this is my life. I don't know. But like, it's, I'm there for the experience and the, you know, I want to know like what it's like for people who live in Kenya, how they create content. What are their difficulties? What are, what are our difficulties? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't feel she yeah. was offering me anything different from uh, Vungai, from Tandigama, from Mithali, like lifestyle wise. So I was just like, oh, she really is a, a well of girl or she works hard. Even her lifestyle. I mean, I saw her family house. I saw that, okay, she's from a well-off home. You can see she comes from a good home and she's got money and everything she shows me is what we love, obviously, as also as African kids, Western-wise. So I didn't feel like I was gaining a lot there. So I was like, oh, this is nice, but yeah. Shop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, she's yeah. Got, uh, her video, the video with the most views is 325,000 views. She was giving us an apartment tour. I mean, I'd really love to start watching her. Um, Bunta and I shared our lists a little too late to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance to really um, get into each other's YouTubers that we're speaking about. She looks great. Her thumbnails look great as well. Yes, and, quality you know, once, all the time. Once ago, yeah, once someone is um, is serving you like beautiful short hair vibes with pop- mm. that's popping, you definitely want to go check them out. Definitely. Um, so her... Her YouTube page is, I mean, she says African blondie, baldy, enjoying life. And it looks like she is. No, definitely. She is enjoying it and um, effortlessly so. But I wanted to also find out, like, why do you think some of the big Instagrammers can't take or pull their following to to pull their following all the way to Insta- to YouTube? Because I'm like, when I was looking at her numbers on, on Instagram and I was like, why is this not translating on YouTube? And she is, like, relatively consistent on YouTube. And I was like, I wonder why that is. Like, are people just fine with your pictures or what do you think it is? I also wonder, you know, because it, it it's the same with Twitter as well. And people say um, with Twitter and Instagram, it's a thing of um, people might like what you what you have to show them, but they might not like what you have to say. And hence mm. on Instagram, you'll have high numbers, um, but on Twitter, you'll have low numbers. Or they might like what you have to say, but they don't like the way you look. Hence your Instagram numbers are low, but on Twitter, you are running a black Twitter. I wonder what Yo. it says then um, with YouTube and Instagram. Because on... you, think, uh-huh. you think because it's both visual platforms, um, it it would be easy to move your audience. No, but it's exa- exactly what other. you were saying the one time when we spoke. I think it's last week's episode when you spoke about, um, you mentioned something about like, oh, when we speak about copyrights and you said maybe, maybe the song is the only reason they're there. 
and then maybe your voice is annoying yeah. or you know what I mean? Because now even with the guy you mentioned yeah. now, he his sound quality is whack, but people still like what he still has to bring on the platform and they feel like what he has to say matters. So sometimes you really could be pretty as fuck and it's like what you're saying is just like, okay. Okay. You know what <laughs> People I mean? are just like, uh, yeah, you're clearly speaking from your ass or something like that. Yeah, that's true. I wish I was big on Baby Tang Twitter. It like looks like oh, when you're just big on Twitter, it looks like you're have that profound thing. Like, I mean, Mithali is big on Twitter and on Instagram because she's overall big, but I don't think she's like, you know, how people who run like Black Twitter and have. Uh, I'm not saying she doesn't stand for something, but like, I mean, she does tweets because she's like popular and people follow her and we like what she says here and there. But there's people who are on Twitter and when they speak, you're like, I mean, like Joe Human. Yes. Yeah. I also like Mash's tweets. Those people, when they tweet, I'm like, damn, okay, okay. I see there's a niche and they people follow them because they're like, oh, these people have something to say. They add value to something or whatever. Not to say other people don't, yeah. but if you know what I mean. So my last YouTuber is Teo Aina. Um, he's someone whose content I think is really, really great. If uh, there was ever a lifestyle African show on YouTube, it definitely would be his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got... 249,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. He's a lifestyle channel. He goes around viewing apartments, looking at multi-million dollar investments all over Africa. But for me, it's the apartments. I absolutely love it when he is in the apartments, showing us luxury apartments in Lagos, in South Africa, um, in um, just all over Africa. But he is a Nigerian YouTuber. So a lot of his content is based in Nigeria. He doesn't seem to travel outside of Nigeria much, but um, I know he did a lot of Cape Town content. Even at some point, he featured... Um, um, who's this? He featured he featured a South African YouTuber in one of his videos. I forgot um, her name. Isn't it... Uh, isn't it um, yes? I'm the Child of God... Oh, it was, yes, it was Vicky Vicho and I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely was her. Oh, I know him um, now. So, so his, uh, his latest videos are about being in Zanzibar. He's gone to Ethiopia as well ca- quite recently. But um, I, I honestly love his content. It's shot really well. Um, it's He invests in making sure it's good quality content in terms of sound as well and in terms of the visuals that we're getting it's always just great visuals that we're getting some great music very international youtube standard in terms of delivery packaging of uh, a tour apartment tour or something like that you know giving Mm. you those transitions and that nice music in the background and then cut Mm. back to him in the place and showing you this and showing you that Mm. um i really yeah i i think his content is quite enjoyable it's not too long always nice and short um his videos are hardly ever 20 over 20 minutes if ever over 15 minutes um yeah i think it's definitely worth checking out you know that's nice but have you noticed how a lot of international i mean african youtubers have money outside of south africa they look like they come Uh, from money definitely that is that is one thing for sure but i think also maybe it's exchange rates for them you know Mm. maybe they they end up getting a lot more money after doing all the exchange rates and all of that stuff but i definitely agree with you in that um they look like any what do you think they're offering that's these people that we're talking about what do you think they're offering that is um somewhat different to south african youtubers 
I don't think we have, I mean, it's really hard to, I, I want to talk about authenticity. Oh, what? Authenticity. Before. <laughs> authenticity. I think I said it right the second time. You did. Um, But I feel like, because I live in South Africa, it would be like unfair to say like, why, not that we don't want to see like, if I like I was saying earlier, like Zulu content, or if you live in Mpopo or this, but it's like, you know, like that just would be weird. So like, I think what I like more is that when people show me more about their cultures and I learn more and I get more informed. So it's, it's educational in that sense, because I'm given what I don't know. And I'm like, always like, Oh, I didn't know that. And maybe that's something I can apply here or whatever, because they, they have different cultures. They've got different rules in their country and they do things differently with that. Maybe I will say, because then I'm learning from uh, what other people in Africa are doing or they do what, like what they're doing and what they give me. Yeah. I think that's the only difference, but otherwise they also tend to be a little bit, westernized except like the specific people we mentioned who are preserving the heritage but generally it is very westernized and we can't deny that we're, we could be more advanced in some places actually most places but uh because sometimes times i'll watch maybe kenyan youtubers and they'll say oh yeah in our area we only have maybe like a kfc or uh or a mcdonald's but that's normal for some townships but like i mean like, look at how ahead Soweto is. And actually, most neighborhoods, it's really ahead. So maybe some things they will say that, oh, we don't have KFC. We only have KFC and this. And I'm like, oh. And then I realize that, oh, we actually have more of this or whatever. But you just learn more, I think. But then why would you say that we're, they are so westernized compared? Oh, are you saying South African um, YouTubers are the ones that no, are westernized? No, I'm saying even with them, they are getting to a point where they're westernized. So it's not all of them who, who live in areas where they don't have... Um, um, KFC or some people do live in bougier places like maybe they're renting out Airbnbs that I'm like wow this is levels so maybe it depends on what area they live with but some of the content they put out is like very something that I'm like oh I've seen that on your channel or this is the lifestyle we also live like I, it's not a culture shock I'm just like oh I could live in this area in Kenya and feel like I'm not not in South Africa because they have Uber they have this they have Airbnb, they have this. So maybe this area is this. Maybe that's the kind of YouTubers I'd be watching from Africa. And there's other ones who show me like, okay, that life can be different from where I'm living and where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think um for me, I, I can't blatantly tell you what sets them apart from mm. I think I just um it's just content. It's it's all content. Yeah. And it's all great content all around, you know. Mm. Um South mm. Africans are coming out there. All Africans are coming out there with their content and mm. it's just quite crazy. I can't wait to see um, YouTube, what um, YouTube Black, the type of people they'll be spotlighting in the next five years, you know, yeah. um, let alone 10 years. Uh, and so what they- I, I really, I really, yeah, sorry. I really think it's very difficult to say um yeah south african youtubers do this nigerian youtubers do this yeah. YouTubers do i mean this, if we were breaking we it down with the niche it would have obviously been a different chat because makeup is different in nigeria in kenya style is different hey so there's people who are like big on something but like that's a if we were like really like going and pinpointing like obviously nigerian makeup is different and it's known to be the best style of makeup for this and glamour and Oh, yeah, that would have been a different chat. Obviously, there are differences because of our different backgrounds and our cultures. But generally, I feel like African YouTubers are moving up. 
Yeah. And I think that is that on that on YouTube, um, Deep Digest. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get ready for the next segment of the show. Check out our YouTube page, The Rewind SA, for even more content. You're listening to The Rewind. Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. I don't I don't really have a problem with nudes. I feel like if you are in a safe and if you feel safe enough to mm. send nudes, he's basically you can. I mean, you know, it's just all it all it actually revolves around how much you trust your partner. Yeah. So if you and your partner are at a state where whereby you can send nudes, I'm not against it. Mm, so what's the question a... directly? Because now I love this safety aspect that this um that this anonymous is bringing you know mm. what's your take on sending nudes um on what's your take on nudes and sending them to your partner okay so i really do agree like the whole safety thing and that's something we overlooked the first time we're speaking about this just the mm. whole safety thing in the relationship um because we know the advent of revenge porn right now you know uh where someone can, whose fear is it not Whose fear is it not? Unless unless it's people who feel like their bodies need to be shown off at every opportunity. I'm sure they're just like, ah, no more as far as internet or right. He wouldn't say, you know, trend, that only better, better Kim Kardashian, who millionaire, billionaire, so mean and anonymous over rich. No, not all of us want that. But like, oh, that is so true. The the safety aspect. And you know, sometimes when I accidentally, um, you know, just find myself on these pages. I always see that the males always like have their faces blurred out and then I'm like, mm, this is probably revenge something. Why is that all the time the male's faces are like cut off or it's the woman who's always compromised, but it's never like, you can see that this video was filmed like in a full setup, but the male is like now cut off or they put an emoji on the face and then it's just the woman who were put there and exposed. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, that makes me so nervous. That is such a, like, yeah. That is such a very, very, very interesting um, bargaining observation or comment. Yeah, no, I think it's also one that we need to um, definitely echo and bring to the fore that when, when it comes to sending nudes, don't ever feel pressured by anyone to send nudes. You yeah. need to be safe. And rule number one of one, make sure your motherfucking face doesn't show in the motherfucking nudes. That's oh, number the one of you. one. And in the day you divorce, this person has had these pictures, and you're like, when last did I even yeah. see them? Then I go, oh, we are watching you every Thursday night or something on mm. Trending SA. And Yay. now we must doubt there's these pictures coming out of when you were 18 and you were with this Yo, person and you were doing, are... oh, not 18, 20, whatever. How old are you right now? Maybe, okay, I'm that's dala, important. Dala, but, but also, <laughs> but like, age... yeah, that's true. Like, uh, safety, not showing your face, but also... Oh my god, that is so dangerous. But I would like I'm so drastic. I think I would sign a a thing, a contract. Like if anything gets exposed because you were the only person with those a contract. A contract. I think that's a contract with Mm -hmm. the person you're dating about pictures. Yes. 
I've heard of cohabitation agreements. Marale, yama notes. Ugo tisiza sa yama contracts for ama notes. Seriously. That is how divorce uh, settlements are. But I'm now my notes are everywhere scattered. Now it's nice, yo, baby. I love you. You're the love of my life. Kanti gigging Ah, bongani. I mean, I know, Punta. Well, I, I, I. I, I can. What if the person says to you, "I didn't leak them. My phone got stolen." They smashed my phone, and now your pictures are on the internet. Also, I then they must always remove my pictures off of the phone. Hey, like this is a dangerous. Thing. <laughs> oh my god, that is like my biggest. Fear. You've got someone. You've got someone right now saying, "Why are you sending the nudes in the first place?" You know, because to someone you don't it's trust. So nice in the morning. No, no, no. I, yeah, definitely someone you trust. But I'm just thinking about what you've mentioned now. The fact that, you know, some things do get ugly. And then, yeah, you no, know that's what? Let's true. not stress too much that about is... that. Let's enjoy our youth and make sure we're doing, uh, we're practicing safety when we say nudes. How about that? You know what? We'll, we'll check on my opinion when we get back and circle back on Word on the Street later. Come on! Word on the Street. Here we go again. On Twitter and Instagram at the rewind underscore essay. And send an email to the rewind essay at gmail.com. You're listening to the rewind. Sunday recap. Welcome to Mzanti Recap. In this part of the show, we recap some of the biggest news that are taking place in Mzanti. And I, I know we'll be doing it for mm-hmm. the deep dive as well, but um, we're just going to touch on these couple of stories that I think we just honestly need to be discussing. One of which is the vaccination mm-hmm. and the vaccination program. Um, Punsa, don't you think it's quite interesting how the government is fighting giving teachers ama vaccinations Melissa Kati I have an aunt who is a teacher and um it spreads so quickly amongst the teachers you know one of the things the government was looking at is opening the schools full time again mm. and letting the children go back to normal schooling because schools weren't seen as um according to the research and the data um schools were not um hotspot zones high transmission zones but now even satu is standing up and saying no 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 our teachers are frontline workers and i do not understand why they are not being counted and they are not being seen and they are not getting their jabs while the healthcare workers themselves the community healthcare workers who are walking in and out of these houses, giving mm. people, making sure people, grown-ups mm. are taking their medication, making sure these grown-ups are eating. They haven't Ooh. received vaccines as well. And it it's just very, very interesting because mm-hmm. now we're in phase, I think phase two, where they are vaccinating um, people over 60 years old. And even the registration process with government has been quite a difficult one with people saying that they go on the websites, they register, they don't get a pin and stuff like that. Then they go re-register again. And people, I've been reading so many stories on Twitter about people literally putting their families, their parents, their grandparents in a car, taking a day off, applying for leave at work, mm. putting their family in a vehicle and driving them around from 
different, um, what you call this, different clinics from one clinic to the next clinic, literally trying mm. to get their parents vaccinated. Some clinics are asking questions of, um, are you on medical aid? Um, some are just cutting off the line when they have a long queue. They cut off the line. It is just quite sad Managed. how mm-hmm. it's a story and, and of access now, you know? It, it's managed terribly and it becomes a story of access. Who do you know? Do you have Is a cousin in the burbs? Do you have though? someone who has a car to drive you around all day? Otherwise, you're, yes. you're a and sitting and waiting down. Like, if you don't have money, that's, what, that's how it divides us. Because, again, when um, school started with just uh, public and private, private was already going to school way before the, the government kids went. And then again, there were some issues. Then the government kids, depending also on what level of government school you go to, their schedules. So they don't even go every day because private has the, yeah. the facility yeah. to divide classes. I speak some kids who go to private schools like, no, our class is split. So we have what yes. one sex has on our table. Things are divided. It's like, it's a whole thing. So it's from that moment, I realized how it is a thing of who has and who doesn't. People, some people now can just say, oh yeah, I went way, way and applied for my vaccination because they can afford it and they've got medical aid. It's not even a, a, a thing. You know, you've got an appointment what am I, on this day, you're getting it. But if you're going to be standing in long queues, what, 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 what you need to go to, it's a long thing. Like we have to keep fighting for it. And there isn't like a thing that's just like, because it's not like, yeah, I went and went yes. to go once to go get the, the COVID or some, this, uh, this disease or this virus that spread. We didn't choose it. So therefore our government is supposed to be providing these things. So it's, it's, yes, it's, the, it's a matter of the haves and the haves nots, but also like, like some people who are doing their jobs also, I, I don't know. Cause that thing, Yahore, people who, feel like they're done for the day my mom hates it she's like you don't know if somebody has money to come tomorrow you don't know if somebody was it was their last day for whatever medication they take mm. i mean you live in africa what if it's your last day are your hiv your rvs now mm. you must take wait for your bus to say oh you can go that other week so how long would you have been off there are people who say ah i've been off my medication for rvs because i couldn't come on the day i came they said they were done so she is stands against that so but how do we even solve that Imagine. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. How do you even solve that? Because Mm. now that locks you into perpetuity where you are waiting. Now you've knocked off your shift. As long as there's a queue, we're not on a superhero mole and you'll be busy servicing the people. You also are going to get tired. You also won't be able to carry that on. But also you can't neglect and just, um, we can't push aside how they, they did make an oath. They did make an oath. Um, but I honestly think as well, um, mm. I think there's a lot of internal things going on because I don't think nurses would make an oath and would they're not be so undedicated towards their job. They're not taken care of. Who's the we? They don't care about us. Huh? Who's the we? Me and my mom. Oh, I was like, yeah, is it a conversation? Yeah, no, I definitely need a deep dive. Or was it a deep but, dive? Oh, no, 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 no. Because but I'm just saying, like, we spoke about it, like, because even remember that uh, thing that was, like, it's just a lot of things in our country that is taken by Barking. What do you call this? Like, for themselves, the government's eating the money. So now I'm a stress here and do my job, but you eating the millions, our department. What is a front liner? What is a, what is, what did you mention earlier? The front, what? Oh. Liners? 
What is a frontline worker? A frontline worker. What is it? Who constitutes like that? Because there's people who work in hospitals and clinics who are called that frontline workers, but everyone in the hospital works with interacts with people with COVID. How do you know? Until you're proven by a nurse who just works in a normal, not frontline sector, says, oh, you've got COVID. We have to go test you. And then if you're, I've already interacted with you. So how do they then depict who gets more money? Because there are people who work for COVID sites who are nurses who get paid more than people who are working like normal standard nurses. But I want to know who decides who's a frontline worker. If we can't walk around with freaking um, tags on our faces that say I'm COVID free or if I have COVID. Yeah. You know, every day is a risk at work. Every day is so, a risk at work. So I don't know. And I think the also government the, just, the, is just looking. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, I think also with, with, with that frontline worker discussion, there's that yes. essential worker because there was still essential work that was going on. I mean, um, there were the people that were selling Ama Veggie and stuff like that, like you could honestly honestly mm-hmm, they couldn't mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. like the pick and pays could stop they you know? are. so are they not essential because i feel like the government just families. just looks at okay what can we cover what can it look like we're busy with but they're not doing anything <laughs> so i feel like i honestly believe so as well yeah so i feel like it's a reminder every time we have these chats to remember these things when we vote yes yes in october when we vote we must and go, i'm not vote. trying to we must, yeah we must when remember we vote, that yeah i wish I wish we had a youth that had the energy to start a political party that we all would agree with. Be the voice. Qualified people to be start. Be the it. voice, Punta. Yeah, be the huh? Be the voice. Ah, uh-uh, yo, uh-uh, that's a lot of work. Mm-mm. I'm not politically inclined to be like I'm gonna be the liberal juju fighting at the parliaments. No, I mean I'll do it just for having. You know who's that? You know those other parties that are like small, small, small. They don't even argue. They just get money for my eyes. Nahana, you just start your own one. <laughs> Uh, what what little atheist group or some <sighs> shit or your movement yoga movement and then you start think, it and they allow you in and then you guys just get money. I think you also need like I think about a hundred thousand um members to start um earning from parliament as well to start earning as a as a political ah, no, like recognized political party. We don't even have to say we've got family. We just push everyone on YouTube. Once you get to a hundred thousand subscribers, mm. Ovelity guys, please register for my party. Please register for my party. Yeah. That would be so much work. You like your Michali can you imagine, please sponsor imagine. me? <laughs> Imagine Mithali yeah. doing Amma conference, Amma Nesra conference, Mithali doing Amma Road you know shows. What, during Bolani, she would actually time. make it if she did it. That would be so interesting. Remember when um, Donald yeah. was running in the States again and there was someone, there was some child who registered and he registered as D's Nuts and he was running as D's Nuts. I was like, <laughs> hey, America. Hey, we <laughs> So did you hear about this woman who apparently gave birth to 10 kids in um Gauteng somewhere? Your favorite just, your favorite I province. I just saw memes. Memes about it. I, I, I just saw memes where they said this is see the tea really works because uh 10 babies, sir. So. 10 how sweet. 10 babies. 10 babies. Mm. And then afterwards she disappears they can't find her they can't find i think they also can't find her babies but, as well they can't find like the the family ah, but she left with her babies uh, 10 though ah, no way. she That's broke a, a whole guinness ah. world book of records imagine really yes apparently some other woman oh, yeah. 
had um what you call this a record for nine last year and now this woman has a, yes, not I last year last one. month and now this woman has 10 i wonder how they did it i mean i know people are making fun of zcct but like do you think that's a real thing like how the hell i wonder maybe do you think do you think they, don't you think they did an in vitro no, no, respectfully. The picture doesn't... Uh, no, respectfully, Bongani. Listen to the setup. It's an unknown hospital. How are they going to afford in vitro? Okay, I'm just making the assumption. Maybe, maybe... I thought they said unknown just to keep and it And they look anonymous. very old school. They do look very old school. Oh, you think they're going to give them the kids to the... To the... Someone? Eh? What do you mean they're going to give That's the kids That's an interesting someone? twist. Oh, I thought you were saying that maybe like someone paid for the in vitro and then they're like, okay, you guys are going to give birth in this hospital and then they disappear. And then obviously these kids are adopted by these white people or something. No, go write, go write that play, go write that book, go write that movie. But that's not what I was saying. <laughs> what I was saying is that... <laughs> what I was saying is that they kept the uh-huh. hospital anonymous because if they make this, like, this is such a huge story. Like, people would go flocking oh, yeah. either How to go see or someone would want to go steal a baby or something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought oh, it was yeah. a safety thing. It could go... Ten. Bonsa, ten. All in one go. Uh-uh. I mean, I would, I would love it for the convenience in that Ukutili. Like, no one has to ask. No, there, no are, there are no expectations. No right now from each other convenience to have twins, more. twins triplets ten ten, eh? ten. father abraham no ways god mm. thank you for that blessing but ten i want twins are you gonna do them the natural way you know you, or you know there's something called irish i will pray twins. i want to use faith there's something huh? called irish twins where if they're not born on the same day but they're born on the same year it's they're still twins, but it's called Irish twins. But how would I give birth in the same year? You'd have to plan it so that you get pregnant, so that you give birth in January of that year. Then you must have a few months, or Sunday oibambe foot, and give birth by December of that year. There are twelve months in a year. You're only going to be ah. pregnant for nine. So you've got about no. That's too much work. <laughs> nah. I would need to just do it once and take a break. Imagine. You know is. No, I'm fine. I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping for twins. Like, I don't know. In my head, I'm just hoping. But my mom said if, like, when I get married, she will gift me with that, like, procedure where they split your egg. But the twist to that is that they can split it twice. And what the egg decides to do, if maybe it decides to just split into six, that's your problem. Hectic, really? I don't know if they fixed that science. Maybe I think that's fixed by now. I mean, to just control wait, it. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. The last wait, time wait, I spoke wait, to wait, my wait, mom. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying there is a procedure where you can split your egg into two, right? Yeah. And then you're saying there's a chance that after doing so, your eggs might split. One might split into two again. One might split into three. Yeah. One might stay as it is. The last time I read on it, and that was like back in Vosti, so I'm hoping like they found something that works that just keeps it still. Like, okay, guys. I know, yeah. I know of in vitro that when they put because in with in vitro, I think they put a lot of eggs in the womb, and then yeah. um, 
then they put sperm in there and then they hope that one of the eggs is going to catch let and the, fertilize. Yes, the, but let sometimes, the big man win. Yeah, but sometimes a lot <laughs> of the eggs get fertilized all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe there's and that then? sort of situation that happened here. But if you're saying, oh, what's sometimes, and I do know sometimes, um, um, uh, what you call this? Is it fraternal? Fraternal twins are when the egg splits, one egg splits into two. And then fraternal is when, um, there are two eggs at the over, in the ovaries and both of them get fertilized by two separate sperms. I mean, yeah, it's, yes. Oh, Cisco Biology, listen. Yeah. But I yeah, thought what and... happened here, I thought what happened here mm-hmm. is um um that they 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 put a lot they they in vitroed and they thought, okay, let's give you four eggs and hopefully they'll catch Candido four eggs or all of them caught. Give a tea from church. And the the then the men's power we are assuming. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, did you hear about Tuso? People are saying that she changed her accent when she showed up on Ellen. Did you I watch that African's interview? Like drama. What do they mean? She she changed her accent. Like she woke up and said, "Yo, I changed her accent." Mina, I'm thinking you're like, doing so much character work for such a long time. Yeah. And you're also around your environment where you've got so many Americans speaking around you. Are you not at some and, point going to somewhat? But I mean, you Trevor Noah still no, sounds like No, it's not even a matter of somewhat. I, I don't think it's a somewhat thing. I feel like even on American sets, people don't know. I in South Africa, when you just get a script day before and you film tomorrow and it's done and you just have a director. They have people who work on accents and if, if they say this is this era and this is the area and this is what we're speaking, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't watched the show yet, but like, they didn't say she came from South Africa and what, 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 what. So unless they said, okay, we like the accent, yeah, South Africa, keep it for ing, ing sake. Mara, she's been there for a while, guys. According to my knowledge, she was she's been hustling in um, America since pre-COVID. She's been in and out, if not the whole time there. So how can I live somewhere for the longest time? Because, you know, even when you live, like, even in my class, for the reason why I speak the little Zulu that I speak, everyone in my class is from Joburg, most of the people. And they spoke the, it wasn't like deep Zulu, but I, I managed to learn the Zulu that I speak because the, it, it was even so easy to learn because every second person corrects you and it's like easy, then you learn and you can speak the way they speak. So I mean yeah. guys, what's about dramatic? And one yeah. thing about me, if I move to London, I am I am the month we speak on the phone, we catch up. I am accent <laughs> in the hallway. Please. <laughs> you, you you're gonna fully immerse yourself. But you and in Rome. if I move to London, I know it. I will speak, I will be it'll be coming gango. I listen, I will practice. So now, a lot of people will South Africans must let you under- shine. Yeah, uh, people are commenting under her post and she said, I see a lot of you commenting about my accent. I'm not going to get into it now, but I just want to say I have not started. That was just the beginning. What you're hearing now is just some of the habits that I've picked up because of the type of people I hang out with. People that yes. they will cry out blood when I speak such an accent. Tubegani. So she's even telling us, I'm, I think you can tell me because... Like, I'm going to step on your necks. And I'm going to live there for a while. So I'm going to speak like that for a very long time. Let's leave it there and let's get into the deep dive. Okay. You're listening to The Rewind.
Welcome to the deep dive right here on the Mzansi Recap. And this week around, we're not necessarily doing a deep dive. Instead, we're going to be recapping on some of the biggest news that have been shocking South Africa from theft to um, the death of gender diverse individuals in the country. And also taking a look at the Anilisit Summer Awards, the SAFTAs. Summer nominations came out, but the SAFTA SAFTA Awards were aired. But before we get into that, we're going to be looking at this case with um, the health minister. Now, Minister Zuelim Kiza has been implicated in some looting that has been happening in the Department of Health. Punta, did mm-hmm. you see the story? No, I remember when he was trending um, and then he said something along the lines of, uh, give me time, give me time. Like, like we must give him time together. <laughs> yes. And we was, everyone on Twitter was so pissed off saying, excuse me, what do you mean give you time? What do you mean you need time? Yeah, You're so not going that's through a difficult like, time. This is so reckless of the whole... So what had happened is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What had happened is that uh, a news report came out about how a company called Digital Vibes received 150 million rands from the Department of Health for the NHI communications, um, which quickly turned into COVID-19 communications. This 150 million rand was given to the company in 18 payments from January 2020 all the way to February 2021. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, what's wrong with a a company being given money for what it needs? When you find out who is actually in charge of running that company, then it sort of raises an eyebrow. Now, Digital Vibes is owned by former spokesperson of Zuelim Kize, um, Tahira Mat matter Mather. I don't know how to say the surname. Mater. And the minister's form uh, not Matt. <laughs> and the minister's former personal assistant, Nadira Mita. Now, the spokesperson for Dr. Zulumikizi, former spokesperson and the former personal assistant, they run the company. They got this contract to deal with health communications around the NHI, which quickly turned into health communications around COVID-19. And mm. Shembati Punta Department of Health about 90 million of which went to their own personal businesses. Now, some of these businesses include three companies with which were given 5 million each, but now each of these companies get get this were only started after the grant was awarded by the department after the contract was awarded by the department of health so obviously these companies are fraudulent companies that were awarded so that they can siphon some of these monies they say that 40 million rands allegedly went to legitimate service providers and another 20 million rands went missing all of this is um in a report in a newspaper, but we will still say it's all alleged since no one is found Mm. guilty in the court of law at this Mm. point. But it is quite a damning report. They say that they stole money in two ways. First of which, they really charged high amounts of monies um, Mm. for um, what you call this, the minister's duties. So simple duties like him going on to SABC and saying we are in a second wave of the pandemic. They charged copious amounts of monies for that. And if you think about that, that doesn't make sense. The SABC is the public broadcaster. Yeah. If the Department of Health during a health crisis has an emergency that they want to um, take address. out, yeah. then address, then why would it be that um, 
uh, we, they would need to be paid and middlemen need to go. It would be as simple as whoever's in the communications office of the Department of Health contacts SABC, you know, and mm. a slot will be created, a slot yes. will be made. This is. I mean, the if they can make a slot for Spider Man, they definitely can prioritize the Minister of Health. I mean, that one was a disappointing one. That yeah, one was yeah, a but I'm just saying, I, so I feel South like Africans. it's as easy as that. <laughs> That's very, very true. So that was one of the ways in which um, they, ma- they, they, they made this money. Another was that they inflated the cost of suppliers. I was reading that a supplier would charge 300000 for a service. And on their, um, what you call this, invoice to the Department of Health, they would charge a million rands for that service. Batum. 1.1 million, allegedly, for Ooh. that same service. Mm-hmm. So it is very, very, very disappointing, especially when you think to yourself that we were going through uh, a health crisis, a health mm-hmm. pandemic, mm-hmm. where so many people were losing their jobs. So many informal traders were told to stop and they were told to sit at home and do what they needed to do. Whilst we would think that the health minister himself would make sure that such things, corruption in Gaga doesn't happen. It happens. Apparently even... It's uh-huh. alleged that his son's business even pocketed from this whole scheme. Yeah. I feel like you're even going too far when you're talking about other people who are not, who have um, lost because of this um, whole alleged, alleged scenario. It's the people who are working in the health sector already themselves who lost so much during COVID. Already were working in a pandemic. I remember when um, COVID started, um, the cops... Um, the traffic cops and the soldiers were getting, they had increased in their salaries because they were going to check the borders and they were trying to make sure that there was restrictions. Can I tell you, nurses didn't get anything. The only time they got money, the only time they got money is if like they were going to like work at like a border and not like the main borders, but if you were working in between coming into Gauteng, into Limpopo, Johannesburg into what what in, in like that like to make sure that people are tested or people are following the correct um pro- um covid pro- protocol but there wasn't any increase like i remember my mom's a nurse like i asked her like oh are you guys getting an increase no we're working every day with people who could possibly have contracted this disease we don't have an increase and in our salary nothing we don't because have of this greediness they like we don't have money in it the, they they don't have like I mean, it, this is government hospitals and they don't have like, I mean, they have normal masks that we can buy. Like it wasn't like anything that was like, I felt like, yo, this is like special. It's taken care of here and there. Maybe companies, private companies would come and uh, donate like sanitizer. I know Lifebuoy did that and what, what, and what, 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 but I didn't understand. I'm like, why are then the cops and all these people getting an increase and you nurses are not getting this. Then now this, when this story came out, I'm like, it makes sense. Exactly. They felt that they needed to be greedy to that, to that level that people who are working, healthcare workers, who are dealing with this thing like face to face can't even get like an increase. Imagine I was just like, wow, I was so appalled. I was like, wow, the the nurses in our countries are not taken seriously. I remember seeing um, people comment about, um, because once he started, after this whole thing was, there was the expose, like you Mm -hmm. said, they asked for personal time. Um, Even the Department of Health spokesperson says, we will try to respond on the deadline. This is what he said to uh, the journalists who were inquiring Mm -hmm. about the story. Mm -hmm. 
And um, oh, Zulim Kiza started releasing um, the stats in a graph on like what looked like a screenshot of a document. Mm. And people were like, hi, is it a citizen vibe zip zone? Where are those graphics that we used to see? And mm. someone was like, hey, Pelabas, I'm busy, 3 million a tweet. So that's why you <laughs> can't those, those things anymore. But, but your it, argument is absolutely yeah. true in that. Mm-hmm. Um, if so much money was going towards just communications, just communications of the NHI, just communications of um, what's happening with the pandemic, like before, if you you got to realize that they say that these payments started in January 2020, there was wind of the pandemic, but there wasn't. It wasn't so strong that we're going to be staying home, and it didn't look like it was going to get as big as it's getting mm. right now. So mm. that means these people are getting money for NHI, which is great. But like, how much money is like? It makes you wonder the budget. If if 150 million could go yeah. just towards communications alone, how mm-hmm. much is actually going to the hospitals? for repairing of things, for mm. fixing of things, for improving service delivery within the health sector and stuff mm. like that. If only 150 million, um, if uh, can go to communications um, budget. Hello. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, but also what shocks me about what happens in our country is like, like it's, it's so bad how money disappears in huge chunks. Like it's never like, yeah. oh, Shem, they took thousands. No, it's like, it's like, it's like so greedy, like the amount and the way they steal the money is so, so there's so much greed, but I don't understand why we always catch these stories when everything is all said and done. When it's like, hey, yeah, but yeah. it happened. Mang Mang already got their shares, blah, 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 blah. So there's like, are you telling me in that whole circle or in everything that's happening in our, with the president, with the, this or that, like there's never one honest person. Like that's why must I everything be but, Bongani, well, but isn't also there like, someone who's sitting there saying, guys, come on, we can't be doing this. But I feel like it's also easy for us to say when we're like, yeah, imagine you're dealing in a place where they're like, Bongani, when are you on this position? All you have to do is just send this letter here. And from that, you're just getting five million. Nothing. You're not even on the level of the politicians. You're there, middle class. They say, when are just five million? And you're like, sure. <laughs> What would 5 million do for my life? I'm not condoning it, but I'm just like wondering, like, if we can't have honest people, it's because and who doesn't need money? Yeah. Who doesn't need money? So you're the honest one, but they're like, it's okay, we'll double it. You, you know your account has never seen anything above, not even like 50K. And then they're like, we're promising you millions from this deal. You're getting this much. You're getting this much just to keep quiet. It's really yeah, scary. Yeah. It's scary. And also you mentioned that the secretary, um, the former secretary, yeah, the, yeah, the minister was involved. So now it's like, yeah, welcome to South Africa because that's how it works. Like, I mean, uh, like over 50% of unemployment rate in the country and all you need here is, is connections. I remember a friend of mine was telling me, oh my goodness, there's this opening, let's apply, let's apply. He's like, Ish, let me just call someone I know who works from that department. And that person from the, that department is like, yo, I forget it. That that post, yeah. like even if it said 50 people, they're like, I forget it. They already have their people, forget it. That means you can do it for yourself, but you're not getting the job. But just know that I already yeah. know people who are inside who already have people appointed. They're going to get the jobs, whether they're qualified or not. This, these jobs already have people, names, it's assigned for those people. They were just doing, being courteous, just putting the post out, but they're not looking for you. They already have people inside who have people that they can, I was just like, yo, everything is just so messed well, up in this country. Mm-hmm. One thing that was quite interesting here, I saw 
uh, tweet from Musimai Mani saying, um, this is capture. This is no sugar. There is no sugar coating. Hashtag digital vibes is no uh, different to Busasa or Trillion. A private company was being paid millions for public health announcements. This could all have been done in house. Since when does it cost 3.5 million to log on to Zoom? So they point. say here that in one example, <laughs> digital vibes charged the Department of Health 3.65 million from Kiza's appearance on SABC News Bulletin in 2020 to announce the second wave of COVID 19 infections along with other services listed on an invoice under coverage of minister interventions the agency coordinated a slot with sabc for the second wave announcement on prime time something that happened on zoom imagine and also you can tell this name what is it called digital vibes like they were like hey when digital vibes <laughs> me too register fast fast there's money coming yeah it really yeah what the hell? yeah digital it's, it's, vibes like really it's a lazy yeah it's a lazy attempt at um an a name of um what the company does yeah, like i would have suspected company, it yeah, just based off of vibes. the names yeah but the honest people, now I don't understand like the greed. Now I don't understand that level of three million or uh, uh, just a video or this. Yeah, ne. That was absolutely disappointing um, news to have mm. read about in in recent times in terms of what's going on in South Africa. Um, some more sad news i think we're even going to need a moment of silence um this is one of two stories that are going to need a moment of silence it's about Khutatum dunana did you hear about the story yeah, I, I think I, i'm going to ask you that question for all the stories yeah, that I, we're going to be I, I talking mean, all about the things i will see uh Khutatum is one i saw on uh, on twitter i didn't know yeah. about the other one this yeah one, this one is uh, very, very sad. Um, it took place in China. So what happened is that a South African student, Khutatum Duna, who was studying uh, civil engineering at the Shandong University, um, actually uh, fell to her death from the 15th floor um, at a friend's apartment. So it is alleged that the 24-year-old traveled over 15 hours away from where she, she stays to meet up with this um, friend of hers that no one knew. Her family members don't know this friend. Mm. Um, it seems like her roommate was also rather confused as to exactly who this person was. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, um, this she's being reported as dead that she a terrible accident occurred and she fell from the 13th floor of um a building so when that happened the family honestly went straight to social media they actually found out from her roommate who um told them and also sent them a video a four second video that shows her lifeless body um from the higher floors imagine Mm. how traumatizing is that and they were told that to repatriate her body would cost more than three hundred thousand. so they went onto social media they asked for South Africans to pitch in. South Africans donated over 500,000 rands mm. to get her body back from China all the way to South Africa. And um, in late May, the process was started. And in early June, um, her remains uh, had arrived back in South Africa. But now imagine that for her family. They haven't seen her for three years. Yo. They talk to her regularly on a constant basis um, every week or so. And now to be just told by her roommate, Oguti, such a terrible tragedy has occurred. Oh, Mm. by the way, here's a four-second video. Then also the Chinese government and the Chinese um, police officials were not being um, as upfront with 
the information they had to the point that when they had completed their internal investigation, they said, oh, it looks like it was just an accident. Nothing more um, can be done. Nothing more can be said. And the family was, the way the family described it is that it, it's, it's, it was given to them with a take it or leave it manner. Like, this is, this is the information we'll get. This is the reason we, we're going to give you. And it's either you repatriate her body now, or if um, you want us to do another investigation and you want us to go deep into detail and all of that, it's going to take at least another three months, especially if you want her body to uh, go get an autopsy and all of that stuff. Imagine all of that. What the hell? How oh, this is so how tragic. So it's really, they know, really tragic. Do they know if this friend is like Caucasian, black, Chinese? Fifteen hours. It seems as though they fifteen hours. Fifteen hours to this Your friend from man. where she stayed to mm. to that friend's apartment. Imagine Damn. that is like half a day traveling, more than half a day traveling. So. Uh, for me, what's very scary is just in terms of um, the Chinese officials not wanting to release more information and giving them this take-it-or-leave-it attitude. Like, I, you'd want to know exactly what happened to your daughter, and especially with things like autopsies, the sooner they can be done, the more information um, those pathologists would be able to get from the autopsy. But now, if the government where all of this has taken place doesn't even want to help, um, doesn't even yeah. seem to want to help by making it seem like you're just going to be hurting yourself by making this process, by elongating this process when you mm. can just take what you're being given right now and just take your daughter and everything. I mean, for me, it is all very, very um, suspect circumstances. Mm, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but I think she was gone to go see someone who is more than just a friend. And I think this person wanted to um, take um, advantage of her and in just not so just sexually, you know, maybe um, mm, in mm. other ways as well, you know, and maybe she stood her ground and it a fight ensued. And the person, because also don't forget, if I'm on the 13th floor and I accidentally kill you in my place, I can easily throw your body over and hope for the best and say, would you know, big accident or something. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So that's why it's so important for the family to want to do an autopsy. Because what if this person has... um had actually died because of other injuries and then their body was thrown over mm. the, the balcony. Do you get what I'm saying? Like those yeah. sort of things come to mind. And when a government doesn't want to help you come to the bottom of the and story. And the Chinese government um, so despondent. Those people are just like... Hey, yeah. Yeah, no. Yo, that is so tragic. No. And then I read... It's on extremely the, tragic. I, I read on the article that now, I can obviously they made more than they needed with the money. So the family says they're going to go and collect her spirit. They're going to travel to China and collect her spirit. Because that's their belief. I hope they're able to go... Yeah, I hope they go, they're able to meet with this friend. I hope they're able to do their own sort of investigating. I hope they're able to find a private investigator yeah. in China who can take it and run with it for them i mm. mean no parent sends their child abroad to have them come back in a box you know but also how expensive is it to bring back a body it's damn expensive it's like this whole situation has me wondering like why do we have um what do you call these um embassies in different countries Yay. like they're supposed to they are the ones who are supposed to be fighting for this family uh. in china more than this family fighting for themselves. for themselves. And shouldn't they be the ones who are helping to pay these costs? Like, doesn't yeah, the embassies, international embassies, 
have finances set aside for South Africans that die abroad that whose families might need. I mean, it doesn't have to be something that's announced out loud. Do you get what I'm saying? They don't have to say, okay, guys, but if a family does come to them, they do anticipate that. South Africans are going to die abroad. And if we have an embassy in a country where they die, first and foremost, that embassy needs to get into investigative mode for the family, if need be, especially if there's suspicious circumstances. Mm. And secondly, um, we as a country, as that embassy needs to be, as um, Department of, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Trade or whatever, Department of mm. International Relations, needs to be able to step up and say, listen, we've got this covered for you. No mm. one anticipates to be sending a body back home from abroad. So it's understandable oh. that that shit can be quite expensive. Fuck. That story is just so tragic. I don't... Yo, no, yo. And it's How many of our brothers and sisters and best friends are going to China to go China teach, now. to go study, to go... Especially to teach. Yo, I, that's a bit it's, it's really disheartening. It mm, really it honestly is. is disheartening. And the response um, for me, the, I think it's the worst. Yes, but, um, yes. Don't. Um, Imagine, but like, in the same vein, yeah. I think let's just dedicate a moment of silence to Khutatso, you know, um, because she had big dreams. Her family said that she was already looking at starting her career in the UK and um, she knew that she was bigger than she was bigger than her circumstances. She was bigger than where mm. she came from. And she knew that she's as big as her dreams are and they yeah. can be as big as she wants them to be. Mm. So I think uh, let's just give her a moment of silence in that sense. Yeah. Um, mm. One of the most... Um, yeah, saddest news that have come out of SA quite recently is the story mm. of Khutatum Dunana. But uh, this isn't the only story that is also quite sad. Keeping on the same, in the same vein, we're going to shift our focus now to the gender diverse community of South Africa. Um, the LGBTQIA plus recently has been experiencing what can only be described as a massacre of gender diverse individuals in mm. the country um the number of total um hate killings in this country thus far has risen up to 10 um and the latest of which uh we have seen is Aubrey um <sighs> is Aubrey Boshaka Boshaka I don't know how to say his surname properly Punza do you want to give it a shot no obviously not <laughs> 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 Why you do this to me? I had trust I feel like in you. You, Aubrey, you do better than me. Aubrey Boshoka. Um, he that passed away great. quite recently. Uh-huh. It was quite a, 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 a brutal killing. Apparently, he was stabbed nine times and his body oh. was just dumped outside his home in, observa- mm. in observatory in Johannesburg. He was a visual artist. He was also someone who um, was uh, a flight attendant. He was apparently mm. very, very excited to get to back to back. into his job um, with SAA. And his sister Josephine is quoted as saying in the early hours of the morning, it's quite dark, but at six o'clock you can see a white car dropping my brother's lifeless body. So I think he died in the early hours around midnight and people started seeing his body at 6 a.m. 
Mm. She says we do call on. Um, so I mean, not that's not her. Um, that was her. I meant to say. Um, the next quote is from someone else. But what has been happening is that a lot of people, um, in the LGBTQIA plus community have been losing their lives recently in South Africa, and it's um seeing that it is Pride Month. It's a bit alarming, and we're mm. hoping that um there is some sort of um something that is being done by the police. I mean, there are lots of groups advocating for um, reform within policing. Um, some even ask, um, trying to advocate so that um, some crimes can be specifically listed as LGBTQIA plus hate crimes so that the attention that police pay is a little bit more. Because we do know that homophobia is a serious thing here in the country. Yeah, I've even is. had a colleague like mention how her family is homophobic and the best thing she can see as a solution is to is is to laugh and not to laugh in terms of it's right or anything mm. but she's just finds herself so helpless. Like, yes. And another thing just... is, they don't, people don't need to understand. They just need to tolerate, you know? That's, that's the one thing. Like, um, the queer community is, Dan is tired of trying to get South Africans to stop being homophobic and understanding their lifestyle. All they're asking mm, for mm, now mm. is just tolerance. Just live in peace. Like, let me not be name-called and let me not risk my life by just being myself. And I feel like what's even worse is that most of the people um, in the community don't even bother people. It's just you being you and enjoying your life. And then somebody feels the need to come and provoke you and um, yes. show you and tell you how you don't belong here and you shouldn't be here. And you're just like... Why can't you just let the person be? Like, why is it bothering you that they're living in their fullness and they chose, like, they chose that life? This is the life I want to live out loud and this is who I am. And now you're just bothered by it and you feel like I need to go attack this person, hit this person or do whatever. They, oh, it's so tragic. They want to tell people that, oh, you want to be a woman and this, this gay so guy is what? just like, I don't want to be a woman. And if mm. I did, so what? Like at the end of the day, you know? Why is it your problem? Also, yeah, that is just... yeah. So I think um, we should also just um, dedicate a moment of silence to Aubrey Bushoka in honor of his life and in honor of all the uh, gender diverse um, individuals whose lives we've lost this year in South Africa. So there are organizations who are out there trying to do something about it. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Letike, who is the executive director of Access to Chap Access Chapter 2, says, we do call on the South African Department of Justice to step up and protect LGBTQ LGBTI persons. We do not need any more death. These unnecessary deaths. Hate crime legislation needs to be made into law. Communities need to change their attitude and behavior towards LGBTI persons. But mm. most importantly, justice must be served. And it is discouraging as many, um, as many of us as LGBTI organizations and activists. We continue to work, but also we continue to live in fear. So the organization works um, on human rights issues for LGBTQIA plus individual women and girls in South Africa and is named after Chapter 2, 
of the constitution. And right now, there is a, what you call this, a hate crime bill that is being pushed to help um, um, the gender diverse community. And basically, this bill would properly categorize crime, like I said earlier on, committed on the basis of hatred. The Portfolio Committee issued a statement of, um, saying that the parliament, that Parliament had to wait for the outcome of a constitutional case, a constitutional court case, to proceed with the passing of the new law. The passing of that law would properly categorize hate crimes, allowing the justice system to deal with perpetrators and allowing authorities to specifically track down the phenomenon and tailor the interventions. But Punta, in, do you think that would be enough? No. I also don't think don't, it would be enough. I, don't I think, think so. so much needs to be done. Like in our communities, there are so many um, role players from traditional healers to the churches mm. to um, ward All counselors, the just elders, you know. So they would all need to come together and speak one unified message, you know. Yeah. And until that happens, um, it's 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 going to be very difficult to deal with this, mm. where certain people will still believe that um, killing a queer person is right because you're dealing with the the ugly of the world in their views, you know. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I had a conversation with someone close to me this weekend, and they. Like, you know, when you're just nonchalant talking about like, oh, you know, wada, 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 um, talking about um, the, the gay community. And then this person was like, I don't even understand. Like, he, like he made it clear that, you know, he doesn't understand um, this thing. He thinks, I mean, the, 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 the gender diverse, like everyone, he doesn't understand it. He thinks it's wrong. And why is it even a thing? And not even someone old, mm, mm, mm. like mid thirties, like. They said it boldly and whatever. I mean, it's not someone who they wouldn't like go out and speak about it like in the public. I mean, and also like are they not people who like this person not someone who would like attack them or whatever, but he would avoid them at all costs. Like he doesn't get it and he thinks this is like off-putting and things like that. But like he wouldn't react to it, but it's like he does, he's not accepting of it. And I was just like, there's so many levels of it because there are people who react to it, and there's some people who are just like in hiding, just like, yo, this is like really. So it, it would be hard for us to just have that in place and think that's it. Like what you're saying is right. Like it, this thing is in our communities. It's people we look up to. It's like our our parents who are old, who don't get it, who are not even willing to listen, religious people. So it just goes on and on and on. And like how do you educate people like that and tell them that, guys, um, number one, we live in a free free country and every, people are allowed to be who they want to be and educate them on uh, the LGBTQI um, community, there's like a long list of things that need to be done, but are, will they be open to it? Because my worry is that if we're living in households like that, there's elderly people already influencing the young people who are telling them that that's wrong. So like, when will this a cycle ever be stopped from happening? If, if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it what you're like saying. It feels like it doesn't stop I... because it's going to just always be like, this one learned this from home and that's why they behave like this. And that's not like to say it's allowed or we agree on it, but because it's it's continuous cycle at home, someone can pretend. And then when they're at home, they're like never over my dead body. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely hear you. I think um for, 
for me, you know, like earlier on, I was saying tolerance is the key. Like, let's get to a point of tolerance. But now listening to the story of this guy that you're speaking about, uh, it reminds me that tolerance does wear thin at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. So Lord knows, maybe all of these incidences we're seeing are as a result of pe- certain individuals' tolerance um, wearing thin and them um, acting out of that tolerance having run out and as such they react in such a violent way whereas understanding would understanding never runs thin you know once mm, someone mm, understands mm. you once they understand mm. you for for quite some time yes. if I dare to say or forever compared mm. to tolerance where I am honestly just trying to bear you until for the next five minutes, for the next 10 seconds for that. But what if I can't count up to 10 and then the people explode? So I'm questioning if tolerance would even be the solution, you know? Yeah, definitely. But I is. guess tolerance is a step towards understanding in my yeah. head. But I, I mean, you're right also, like, but I feel like more, I'd lean more towards understanding than the tolerance because I feel like, if somebody understands that, because what we're also trying to say for me and my understanding is that you don't have to want to, I mean, like you can go get information and understand um, the whole thing and why um, it, uh, 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 like uh, just understand it. Like, I mean, read up on it. And then when you know, and you understand why the people choose to be who they want to be, the freedom and whatever, once you understand them and why, uh, 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 I, I don't want to use like the word, like they chose to, but like, there's people like that so it's not just uh like the gender like how we know it as but like there's there's other people who are transgender or whatever so if you try to understand where the person comes from yes i think that's better comes from then that's it's fine like it's it's even with race or with everything else or with where social uh and class and everything once you understand where somebody comes from and just understand that's all you have to do. You don't have to dictate and say, oh, I know better. And that's where the problem comes. I feel like when we try to say, and I tell you, oh, Bongani, based on how I grew up, I think this is better. Uh, uh, uh. It, we just have to understand people. And this is what, 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 that's their decision to live the way they want to live life. And then we don't have to be feeling like we can explain. And I know for some people, it's, for humans, it's natural for us to feel like, Bongani, I feel like I have the solution to this. But if we just accept people mm. for who they are, and also like sometimes it also bugs me when Christians. Uh, I remember I was listening to this song by Kanakimang, but it was one of like one of my favorite gospel artists, and and I was like in worship and I was listening to the song, and she in one of the songs like you know when she's talking about like the spirit of what what the spirit of what, and she's like the spirit of gay what what I'm like what does this have to do with anything? I didn't feel like it was necessary. I switched off that song. I didn't listen. I was just put off immediately because I was just like. It, it was just so wrong on so many levels that why are you guys feeling like you must be play God and decide, Hore, oh, this is right and this is wrong or this is whatever this is. I was just like so put off. So I feel like we just need to, everything in general, we just need to understand like Bongani comes from this place or whatever. And I don't even know how to put it. Like if just let him be, understand and know what yeah. it is. And just accept, okay, I'm going to use these pronouns to address this person. And then this person also doesn't want to be called him. Oh, but we do I her. Da, 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 done. And once you've done that, yeah. you've, you've, you've done the respect. And that's what, because they're not saying, come into my life, be my neighbor, be my best friend. No, be my they person, just, yeah, they just say, for me. Yes, no. They just say understanding, respect, and also use the correct pronouns to address me. And that's it. Because we're moving up in the world like that. But also you guys want to also come and put in your personal things and say, yeah. 
I feel like, oh, God did know. I just feel like, I feel like that's where we go wrong. So we need to just try and understand. Yeah. Because yeah. You're, you're right. Tolerance well, I, does weigh thin. Like with anything, like after a while, I'm just like, what if I'm irritated because, and some people, yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, it is just a lot. In shifting gears quite swiftly along, um, some great news. Ms. SA is finally accepting transgender applicants. So, um, which is quite great. I mean, my first concern was, oh my goodness, would this person, if they potentially win um, Miss SA, would they be able to get into Miss Universe? And actually, Miss Universe had a transgender contestant all the way back in 2018. So, South Africa is finally um, catching up, up with the world. With with the world, as per uh, usual. I think, as per usual, I think that's a kudos to Miss Essay. Like mm-hmm. the competition is one thing I can tell you about Miss Essay is that they always year after year fighting the conversation of mm. is Miss Essay still relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so the more inclusionary they are, the more they gain points for their relevancy in. Um, in mainstream um, South Africa, because now um, this is a whole a new group of uh, potential applicants that could be applying now to Miss yeah. SA, who are looking for that representation on a mainstream platform. And so um, it, it's right. good that they're opening themselves up. You might mm. find that it was a business decision that, hey, you know what, if we get the... Uh, um, trans community on board will look like we're inclusive meaning we're going to stay around much longer if it was a business decision like that that's sad um but it is also the truth as well we can't deny that fact that it is um it is strategic in that sense but if it was a position that came if it was a decision that came from their hearts in terms of we want to be as inclusive as possible and our education about um the trans community has evolved and and now we understand how our thinking was a bit backward and so we want to welcome them into applying into the competition then i think that is absolutely commendable but Mm. at the end of the day the mere fact that they have done so regardless of where their intention lies Mm. um is the still conversation is still happening. You know? Yes, I like. Exactly. I, I always say that even if they did it for whatever reason or whatever, but then the conversation is still con- going to continue. The awareness is going to be raised, so they will still be doing the work for the community and everyone else who is for it. So it's like whether fine, whether you're going to push your business, whatever, but we're also going to push the mission for more people to know about it and understand it. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. So kudos. Kudos to them. I'm very excited to see how the competition is going to I'm also very now. intrigued. It's going to be interesting. Um, especially like now you're speaking about use of pronouns and things like that as well. Yeah. That's something that they're going to have to stay um, attuned On, to. Yes, so, yes. So that they make sure that they're not offending any contestant. And that mm, is something mm. you don't take all willy-nilly, you know. Whoever's yeah. going to be writing the script needs to know whoever's the presenter that they're going to use to host judges Mm. need to know everyone needs crew members need to know Mm. how to address contestants um in a manner that is appropriate without offending um potential applicants now that um it's not just uh um females who are being accepted into the competition you know this is going to be interesting. Well done. Yeah, well done. Kudos to them. Um, and lastly, we want to just talk about, touch a bit on the SAFTAs. My goodness. 
What an event. Did you happen to check out any material that came out from the Safters? Nope. I just saw pictures on on Twitter. I feel like that's the, every answer to everything you've asked me. So have you watched this? I'm like, no, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw, I saw the pictures on Twitter. Yeah, I watched it on Twitter. That's 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 all I'm going to get today. Yeah. Well, um, I personally think the event was uh, quite a great one. It looked um, visually quite pleasing. I mean, there was something missing and obviously a live audience and that live feeling. Yeah. But I love how they opened it up to people like Lesekho Tlabi, Abulasizo were doing um, red carpets and behind the scenes stuff as well. Makadze had opened the show. What was very interesting for me were the winners. How to Rent Christmas um, walked away with six awards and The River walked away with four awards. And those are mm. the big winners of the evening. For me, great visual elements that we saw on the stage. Like, I loved some of those transitions. I loved how they incorporated people live on Zoom. But also, it didn't look like a Zoom um, awards or anything like that. It still looked high quality. Uh, the lighting was was some lighting cues were a bit late here and there. Some of the presenters delivered some of their lines in the darkness at some of point and then came that. into the light. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lights. But, I think overall it was uh, a great attempt at a COVID award show. Um, I think it honestly did was it a do great. Better than it felt what they like do I was there by idol idols. I don't even know watch what they do there by idols. If I'm I don't say the you. judges will have like maybe like three buttons and then they will press like ah, like someone like it sounds like an audience screaming or there's like you know, three levels. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. It, it was pathetic. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. That, what you're describing sounds way better than what they did there by idols. I really like it, but I like that the river is moving. I mean, it's already been up, but it's like, if they're getting four awards and stuff, that means like, they're really, really doing so well. Like, they're going to be here to yeah, stay no, for a long while. Cheddar pictures are honestly killing the game. Mm. So is Burnt Onion. Burnt Onion has been giving us such great content. A lot of their shows was on SABC. So to see them entering the streaming platforms and entering and thriving as well is mm. uh, a great win for them, you know? Definitely. It's a really exciting. But I really d- did enjoy How to Run Christmas. Like it's one of those series um, at the time when we had like a lot of our um, South African content on Netflix where I felt like I haven't felt this like this since your Izo Izo days, your Soul City. Like it felt like, you know, I'm watching like South Africa, but it looks like proper quality. I didn't feel like, you know, our acting feels very awkward sometimes. It's just like, yeah, but they felt like really like a a nice storyline and everything. So they really do are deserving of that. Uh, Yeah. Mm. No, I definitely agree with you. They are deserving of it. I loved it as well. I think even um the lead actress Busilohai walked mm. away with um an award for best actress or something nice. in um a comedy or something like that. I forgot what it was. Um but yeah, they they really did well. The the casting was stellar. Um the visuals were stellar as well. Season 2 is coming. I mean not I mean not season 2. Um uh part Yeah, two. it is season 2. Yeah, um, I actually, yeah, it was a mini series. I actually saw, um, Kondo Tabete and Swanky put up some, um, pictures on, on the net. 
about like, them the doing thing. these script reading and stuff yeah. like that. And I saw they also like got a little lint chocolate, I think, to say congrats to them for all the wins that happened at well the done. 15th annual after awards um yeah a round of applause to them a round of applause to all the winners at the safters mm. that's what's been happening in south africa quite recently um yeah, we'll be lot. getting uh it, it is a lot <laughs> it is quite a lot mm. i think we should leave it there and let's close off the mzansi recap and then get into a little bit more of the word on the street mzansi recap you're listening to the rewind <laughs> Word on the street. Here we go again. Word on the street. Um, honestly, I'm am for nudes. Uh, yes. I think <laughs> if you trust your partner and it's something that you guys are comfortable with, mm. both of you, and something that you've both discussed, mm. then I think it's definitely something that can be done. Um, I am for nudes. I'm not. I don't have a big problem with them as long as they are they're safe and secured and you're comfortable mm. so i love i love the, the the whole something that you both discussed like yeah. we tend to get into these things and heat of the moment tend to get into these things and you say yes i trust the person and yes i feel safe and stuff like that but was a discussion ever had like mm, um, that's so true and also, what would be entailed in that discussion? Like, where do you save my nudes? Where do you put them? I feel like you, you have to know things like them? that. Yeah. Um, please understand that I don't send them to you to then upload them. I don't also send mm. them to you to show to your friends. Because as guys, we tend to do that, you know? Um, why would somebody want their friends to see they like it's someone I love and then I see my girl's bums? Like, that is so nasty. That is like one of the most misogynistic things I've ever said. But there's that sense of get her harmonati. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, of course it won't be the most gruesome one. Yeah, there there is levels. There definitely is levels. Um, but it's also a matter of you gotta know that my person's also a freak. Like I get pictures sent to me. Like it's a bragging right type of thing uh, yeah. that, that, that guys need to do that. sometimes, you know. <laughs> no, 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 but I I I personally like nudes. Yeah. Like sometimes mm. I, I yeah, prepare them. I prepare them like I'm preparing content. Susa <laughs> 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 <Since I> is <laughs> finding the lyrics to her next song right here. Her next big hit. She's finding them right here. Boy, let me prepare those news <laughs> like I prepare content. Let me influence your content. So, so what I do is, like, while I'm preparing content, and I'm like, oh, let me just hook those are bars, like, by the way. Huh? Yeah, I was saying those are bars, by the way. Uh, Thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, while I'm preparing content and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do reels, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, let me quickly just take cute pictures there, you know? And then every time I'm creating content, imagine I'm doing two, two, two. So whenever there's something, like how we discuss, if there's a giddy and I'm there, or if you're saying you're at a meeting or a church, whatever, and I just say, oh, I feel like, then I go through my catalog and I say, oh, tips, oh, tips. (laughs) 
Bye. You guys are, yeah, yeah, you're it. It, it, it. I'm so enjoying this podcast. All right. You have been beautifully, authentically, with passion. Hey, Betuna. It's been a wonderful year. Honestly, you've been my favorite virtual friend, specifically in the podcast world. You guys are shady. I'm honestly, honestly excited for more. I'm here for it. Keep going. It's really going to grow. I believe in this. What, what, what do they call themselves? Pinsa and B-tenacity. Congratulations, beautifuls.